This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Malek. <laughs> and we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're like... Uh, fuck. <laughs> As we watch spines 241 through 244 in the Criterion Collection, Stage and Spectacle, three films by Jean Renoir, The Golden Coach from 1952... French Can Can from 1954 and Alina and Her Men from 1956. But first, RJ, how are you Yo. doing? How are you doing this week? When when you just said stage and spectacle, I was like, holy shit, it actually happened. I was like, I actually watched the wrong movie this week. You but did, you got but me. You, you I did. didn't realize the collection it's was box, called something it's a, else. It's a boxed set. A boxed set? So is it four spine numbers or three? Four. Four? We're that much closer to... Like something good to something. Do you think people have issues with that? Like the Cassavetti set set has an extra spine number. The box set is one spine, and then each individual one is a spine after. Do you think? Do you think Turbo nerds have a problem with that? Um, I mean, I think they probably have more of an issue that it's inconsistent now. Sometimes they have individual spines for each movie, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes box sets don't have spines. Sometimes they do. I think that probably. Um, does something to the, okay. to the to the spectrum which spectrum the criterion spectrum of, oh, fa- of, which, of fans i see i see yeah. which end would you be on at this point yeah <laughs> i don't care the bottom i i'm like in the dark i'm in the dark i see no i'm like a, yeah, you... i'm like i'm like a black lantern oh those guys are cool yeah they're, pre- they're pretty cool they're, they're all, I know... i'm like black hand uh... Remember when his hand got eaten off or got chopped off or some shit? Yeah. And, and he started, by, and then, then uh, Blackest Night. I mean, that was pretty uh, cool, but Jeff Johns is in a lot of trouble nowadays. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, no, no one no one cares about this. Do people actually care about this? He he just had a comic come out, Batman 3 Jokers. We, we literally have like uh, over 100 copies in the store. And did you we, sling one into my file? Sure did, buddy. Of course. Well, they've been teasing that for like four years. I know. It literally has been that long. Uh, Whenever that DC Rebirth piece of shit came out, and they're like, well, there's three Jokers. And then it's never been mentioned since. Because I think someone realized, wait a minute, this isn't a story. This isn't even an idea. Yeah. Well, you know. This doesn't even make uh, sense. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's exciting. I mean, I think John's comics are uh, entertaining, and they, they sell. But uh, I, I've long said that he's been one of the worst things for the movies ever. Like, look at all the things he had his grubby little hands on, like Green Lantern movie. Well, and, and well Joss and Whedon's his, Justice League. What else has he gotten his grubby little hands on? Whoa. Um, so anyways, uh, I'm doing fine. I'm uh, working again. I'm busy. How are you Wor- doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down there. What do you mean? You're working? Again? Well, I don't. When I, when did you work before? Uh, many months ago. Really? Yeah, many men, months ago. But you know, because part of the government's uh, reopening uh, of the province of the economy of the economy uh, mandates that I uh, I am back to work now. So uh, you know, honeymoon's over, I guess. But oh well, exciting to be back. But I I will say I think Oliver Granger might be in luck because my Star Trek watching will slow way down, and he might actually stay no. ahead. 
not all the way down. Oh, I, RJ, I, well, I do no. have news on that front. Okay. Well, I, 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 I have a little bit of news. Um, oh, last, last, last week I was like, I edited, I edited about like three episodes worth of Star Trek chatter. And, and, but then I totally forgot about it and haven't gone back to finish that up. But it's going to come. Everyone will be able to go back and listen to RJ monologue about <laughs> Star Trek episodes for like two hours. It's going to be wow. great. Hey, you know, I actually had uh, a few people reach out to me and like privately, and they were like, I can't wait for this. Well, usually and people they'll... reach out to one another privately. Uh, not with their privates. Uh, they also said that they love your idea of uh, writing um, – potential season eight. Oh, okay yeah they, they love it huh so well we can spitball some ideas we can spit okay some stuff okay but uh, i think that, i think it's a great idea and you're back to your uh nine to five job for for september <sighs> One, to may in, so in, in a week baby i'm gonna so you, well i my job i don't even know what my job is going to entail i feel like i feel like there might be some there might there might be some curbside in my future of like, like you might of, be laid of, off. No, or you might no. be working. Yeah, I'm not going to kick. I'm not going to be kicked to the curb. Oh, okay. I, I will be. I'll be running that curb. Like, like a drug dealer. Stuff? Like a drug dealer. Pickups and drop-offs. Yeah. Exchanges. WMDs. Got WMDs? that. Got that. Got that. Pandemic. 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 Are you going to fog the pandemic before you sell it? Uh, nope. No. No. Oh. It seems uh, I irresponsible. Care. I don't care. <laughs> what? What were you going to say? They're what? What? You're like, I don't care. They're. they're... I feel like you're going to finish oh, that sentence. I said they're, they're addicts. They got what they got coming their way. Wow. That's uh, You can direct your mail at. Uh, what? What? Is my, 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 my fictional drug dealer self? You should watch that VWF movie because that's all about what did, quote unquote. What, how, how did Avon Barksdale feel about this stuff? I don't know, dude. He uh, he got played. He got played. Wallace. He got played. What, 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 what Wallace? Uh, Wallace or, 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 was. I mean, I mixed, he made or, it longer than anyone else, right? Wait, wait. I'm, I'm confusing my characters. Is, Wallace is, is was Wall- the big Wall- guy with the little uh, dreadlocks kind of things, or not dreads? They were like little okay. braided. Oh, you like, know what? See, what's throwing me off is like. What what happened to Wallace? But then I was like thinking about Walt from Lost. <laughs> it's these one names. What? Remember? remember? No, one is like a full grown like. Yeah, but but, but, no, but what, like what gave me pause was like because I kept hearing I heard what and Wallace and I was like what? Wait a minute, is that Walt? Where's Walt? Hey, because then I, there's where's Wallace? Where's, where's Walt? Wallace? Where's Wallace? I I I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. Also, is there a better season ending than season one of Lost? When they have to take the boy, it's the best Where's way Walt? to end the season remember of any ba- show. Remember how bad that was. That fucking when, fucking Lost. I liked Lost. I had no problem with it. Oh, the end of Lost is those, those first three seasons, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I really. I mean, we've talked about this before. I think Lost yes, was, Lost Lost was really good at one point. I enjoyed it, and now it's awful because it, there's no ending. It really sure. stinks. It really stinks. Well, you should check out the leftovers and Damon Lindelof's Watchmen. Uh, I'm waiting for it to be. Oh, I guess it's on Crave, isn't it's it? It's on Crave. Ooh. Yes, sir. Well, actually, one important stipulation: Are you Crave or Crave Plus? Crave Plus sized. Oh, baby. Yeah, you can, I can watch. I can barely shit. fit in these pants. Uh, I uh, I can't wait till someone sound bites that. <laughs> Starts going around, getting arrested. Aroused? 
Sure, that's what you could say. Okay. Well, I'm excited that uh, we're both back in the public eye now. I've never left the public. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. What the fuck? You're the one who's been hiding out, getting yeah, getting gibbled up in skateboard accidents and like. Yeah, it was great. What, what are you doing over there? Huh? I don't. I've, know. I've been out there. I've been. I've been working. I, I know you have. I Sl- forgot. I've been slinging dice and paint and comics and remote controls. Hey, how easy would it be to uh, start up a really simple D&D campaign? How simple? Yeah. Like fucking easy. Is for, for like teenagers. Pretty easy. I okay. mean, like, are you going to DM? Yeah, that would be the idea. Yeah. There's literally books that you just read, prepare, like you do for a class. And then okay. they, they do stuff and then you tell them to roll dice. It's like pretty fucking simple stuff. Sometimes you have to well, do. Sometimes I mean, RJ, you don't have a choice. You could do voices, like these. Yes. Like, oh. Yes. You you can bring you like you, you you can bring the gabagool. Ah, uh, the gabagool. Hey, I got big news. A uh, friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, finished The Sopranos. Wow. But don't spoil anything, because I I know there's one other listener who's uh, currently making their way through. But that's big, big oh news. My God. All right. Big news. Uh, anything else? Any, any other like comics or TV talk? I I finished uh, Swamp Thing, but I could save that for creeping on. Sure, save it for then. Okay. Okay. Emails. Females. All we do. Singular or plural? Uh, technically, I will say plural. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> so first up, yeah. the opposite of female. Mm. Maximus Mansteel. Wow. Yeah, yeah uh, that, that's right. That is a, a Twitter follower, and uh, I mean, you could say uh, it's the opposite. I, think on, I, I always identify Maximus as a letterboxer. Oh, is it a letterbox? I think I don't know. Someone someone comments on Twitter stuff pretty frequently. I okay. thought it was that person. Okay. Well, it's probably the same person. They they we could they, they could be the same. With an yeah, email uh, entitled Maximus Mansteel checking in. Wow. And huge. Huge. Dear Creeps, this is Maximus Mansteel from Letterboxd writing in for the first time. I figured I should start off by saying how I happened upon you guys. Early this year, I started getting into collecting criterions and wondered if there might be any podcasts out there that discuss such films. Mm. Lo and behold, I search and there is but one and only one, that being you creeps. At first, I picked a couple episodes I found particularly interesting and listened in, but I enjoyed what I heard, so I made a decision to listen through all of them. What a colossal fuck-up that was. For months now, I've been making my way through the episodes in order, mostly while work uh, at work driving around. Huge. Huge. It's, uh, well, it's huge. Is that uh, the whole email? Nope. So this, okay, brings well, yeah, me, so this brings me to my first question. Who do I contact in regards to suing for psychological damage from what I'm sure has been thousands of hours of listening to you two? I find myself responding to everything with a who gives a shit attitude straight from RJ. I'm pretty sure it will ruin my life. I even catch myself talking with a Canadian accent, even though I'm from the Midwest of America. What have you done to me? Well, I mean, that's the Canada uh, of America. A Midwest American accent is pretty fucking close to a Canadian accent. Yeah. Even the people are pretty similar. So I'd say the middle America is pretty close to uh, a lot of Canadians. And uh, you know what? 
who gives a shit if you talk like a Canadian anyways? And he wants to talk about how his life was ruined? I mean, I think he can <laughs> sample any one of our episodes to hear our deep depression that uh, you and me both have gained because of doing this. So Yeah, always keep in mind that uh, whatever time you've put into it, there's like three times that on the back end. On the back end? Just... Just so he knows. I mean, I, I'm yeah. not trying to put that on him, but yeah. uh, as he knows, we are the, as he stated, we're the only Criterion podcast. So uh, it's heavy as the crown, my man. I'm still about 40 episodes from catching up, but I listen to the new episodes as they drop, and I'm surprised to see that Jared has managed to keep his obvious deviancies hidden from the law for all these years, and RJ wow. has managed to suppress his boiling rage against women just under the surface, but just barely. Okay, I've gone on too long and would like to follow the tradition of writing in with a question to spark some debate. What oh. director would you say has the highest percentage or batting average in sports ball terms, since I know you're both big sports guys, oh, of good yeah. to great films? I would say either Kubrick or P.T. Anderson, both of which have very few misses in their career. Anyway, I'll try to write in more as I make my way through the rest of the episodes. Keep creeping, guys. Well, man, it is uh, it is great to hear from a new person. And, uh, you know, I usually try to attach a, a clever little uh, nickname to people, but uh, I don't know if I can top Maximus Mansteel. So mm -hmm. I, I think we just have to leave it as it is. Right, Jer? That's right. I, and I think his Kubrick PTA uh, picks are pretty spot on i'd probably throw david lynch in the mix there as well mm -hmm. uh not a it's not he's not batting a thousand for sure we've all seen inland empire but uh, no, we've all seen it uh but he's he's pretty close he's wow. pretty close i mean people people don't care for that dune either well you and me have talked about dune though and i think i don't i think dune is fine no, it's it's, le it's it's a lesser work. It's definitely not yeah. good to great. It's just like maybe below that cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kubrick Kubrick's got like a pretty amazing run. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's like oh, the same guy made these six movies in a row. It's like yeah. kind of open and shut. Yeah. What about Christopher Nolan, Jarrett? Nah, no. He's he he's, he's a little he's a little and un he's not uneven. He's inconsistent, and sometimes the subject matter just it's very noly. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. What about uh, your buddy Wes? Oh, Big Wes? Yeah. Wes is pretty good. Wes is pretty good. Just actually just saw that uh, listener Ryan Alexander is going through some Wes Anderson and uh, was saying that like he doesn't see these as five-star movies, but I just made a comment to him saying, give them a rewatch. It all, it, they really start clicking, I think, when you watch them like a second time and then, mm -hmm. and then a third time. And then a fourth time. Because Life Aquatic, the first time I saw that movie, I was kind of like, yeah, it was okay, but it's no Royal Tenenbaums. But then I rewatched it, and then mm -hmm. it got a little bit better. And then a few years later, watched it again, and I was like, Klaus. My heart. <laughs> he He's so good in it, Jared. So good. What about the potentiality of Canadian-born David Cronenberg? I would say he's Ooh, at like a 75. No. Not, I wouldn't go that That's pretty, no. No? You're not no. an Eastern Promises guy? Um, I find that movie so different than everything else he's done. Like, just like right. his, his early, he's made some pretty crappy movies. I, I'd say, yeah, well, crappy, oh. strong, underwhelming. Sure, because he's directed thirty movies. Wow, yeah, huge. wow, huge. So, I mean, the man who brought us uh, Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there isn't there a campaign to get that in the Criterion Collection or some horseshit? No, 
I mean, what movie isn't it's being really, campaigned uh, to get in there? It's they're all they're all being campaigned for. I mean, yeah. someone's got to put out the Dead Zone. I want to watch that movie again. My my Paramount DVD is old as shit. I thought that movie was awesome, but I think every single person I see who rewatches it goes, "Yeah, it's fine." Dead Zone. Yeah, I think I mean, Dead okay. Zone's got so a couple thing. really good parts, but here's the big thing with uh, old Cronenberg. Uh, what has he got here? Fuck, I've only seen seventeen out of thirty. Existence, Spider, History of Violence, uh, Dangerous. I like History of Violence. Uh, I don't know about that. Dangerous one. Method. Dangerous Method wasn't too too hot. Cosmopolis is middling. He's definitely lost his way, and yeah. uh, but he is like, you know, we'll we'll talk about David Cronenberg in a month. Actually, yes, we will. So yes, we will. With let's not, let's special guests, let's, 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 let's not blow our load here. Uh, okay, okay. I'll I'll offer you one Figured more, and then I'll load. let you. Well, I, how about, I would hope. How, how about Steven Spielberg, RJ? Everybody well, loves the Spiel. I've seen that one. Or, I mean, I haven't seen Ready Player One, but I I have some guesses. What about Miyazaki? He's a pretty slam dunk kind of guy. Yeah. I'd say he's like... By and large. He, uh, yeah. He's got to... Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, we're all, we're all talking about subjectivity. But yeah, Spielberg has a lot of... Uh, Fluff. He's a fitty, fitty, fitty guy. He had his, yeah. he had his time, but now he's just kind of around. As soon as Munich hit, I don't think he made a good movie. Give or take, excluding maybe one or two. Let's take a look. I mean, we're like this is like the most boring fucking assholes in the world. Spielberg. Spielberg. Ugh. I knew. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I never saw Lincoln. After Munich, it was all downhill. Trust me. You seen Lincoln? And it's meal. It's very whatever. It's like four hours of whatever. Daniel Day Lewis being tall, being really tall and talking like this. Not really. Not really. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like there's like those. There's the canon directors, and yeah, they'll be the ones that are good. Hmm. What about your buddy Sam Raimi? Debatable because I don't know how well. Well, I mean, right now it seems like there's like all these people rewatching Spider-Man. I, I, mean, I, I can't, I can't help but wonder if it's like corresponds to our recent discussion. I've, I've noticed some trends too. I noticed that about ten to twelve people I follow all, all watched Rango in the last week, what? and I was like, it's like, is this a film class? Oh, I, I haven't noticed something? that. I noticed a lot of people have been watching Rango and like. I just I don't I just don't know I, yeah. ju- I just don't know I just I don't know I just I just don't know Darren Aronofsky I know you're a big Noah fan <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I never like feel yeah he's not bad but I, honestly, I mean I, I remember Noah's like the only like kind of turd in there and I thought Noah was fine <laughs> it's chunky it's kind of like why did he make this I mean I never yeah. I don't think i ever want to see pie ever again no neither would i but like i feel like that movie probably is like following quality yeah pie <laughs> would but, be prime for but, the but, re- but fuck requiem i don't want to watch either or the i mean for different the, reasons though, for, right? yeah but I, actually that's the thing like honestly looking back like the only movie of his that i would re-watch without really much thought is the wrestler what about the fountain I've only seen that movie once. I like. I have zero interest in rewatching that movie. 
What about Mother? I thought you loved Mother. Yeah, as a like a one-time viewing. I don't know if I want to watch that movie again. And I definitely never want to see Noah. Black Swan, I have no interest in either. Yeah, so I don't know. So maybe not. He, he's like a one-and-done guy outside of The Wrestler. Well, that's pretty huge. Maybe, maybe you just like the... Uh, antics outside of the wrestler the real world wwe antics uh, I, I like uh i like seeing mickey rourke serve up uh pasta salad <sighs> serving up a little coleslaw behind the Wouldn't. deli counter which counter the the deli counter oh, okay okay you've seen that movie right no are you fuck off oh no the wrestler yes yeah I thought you were talking about a movie called The Deli Counter. Oh, yeah, clearly. Well, yeah, isn't uh, it, is it him and RZA? Or is RZA the deli counter guy in Funny People, the Seth Rogen movie? I don't know. RZA's a deli counter guy in, in a movie, and I don't know if it's The Wrestler or if it's Funny People. Well, if only there was some way to find out. I'm not going to look. We got another email. Oh, okay. Long live meme week from our friend... Ooh. Jared Berger. Real guy. Dear Creeps, long live meme week. I do wow. love Willem Dafoe and Spider-Man, although Life Aquatic is also excellent. Sorry mm-hmm. for not emailing in. I had nothing interesting going on in my life, but I do have a question for you guys. Mm. What are some particularly excellent road trip films? Some criterions, or should I say criteria, that jump out to me are Why 2 Mama Tambien and Wild Strawberries. But I'm just interested in the troops, tropes and structures of these films my favorite that i've watched recently is the spongebob squarepants movie but i'm interested in which films mm. you guys name i am disappointed by the quantity and depth of the lists on letterbox anyways happy creeping jared Berger, real guy follow up hypothetically Uh-oh. speaking how would i find such a uh, a film such as Port of Shadows, if their university does not offer the film on Canopy, is wow. there a less than legal source you would recommend? Hypothetically speaking, of course. <clears throat> I would refrain because uh, I don't want to be implicated in yeah. anything. But I know, uh, I think Jarrett uh, what? What? might have ideas. No, well, I mean, I feel like there's only legitimate ways to view this film. I mean... The mm-hmm. Kino recently put this out on, I'm sure, what is a glorious Blu-ray, this 1938 sure. French film, uh, uh, mm. a, a type of film that I believe we are going to have a new appreciation for at the end of tonight's episode. Do you um, think? I, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, why would you uh, perhaps go to, like, a cove of pirates to seek out films such as this to watch? Why would you do that? Like that's I never would because exactly. I'm a good boy. Yeah, why would you torrent things? It's just – it's absolutely repulsive, immoral. Sure. Uh, these sure. copyright stakeholders sure. have, like, put so much effort into – owning movies made like almost a hundred years ago that they, mm-hmm. de- they deserve their, uh, their chunk of flesh. So, well, it's the only right thing to do. I think everyone should maybe make a donation to Hollywood. Exactly. Just address it as such. Write Ro- a check and write Hollywood. Hollywood, please. <laughs> Road trip I, movies. I, well, Hey, they might need it more than ever. I mean, they, no, no uh, one, no, no one's making money right now, except for like weird streaming platforms or some shit. Right. So hey, tell me why Joyride movies. is your favorite road trip movie. Uh, what about Green Book, RJ? Wow. No. <laughs> what about, wow. So what, that's about your pick? what about Last Flag Flying? <laughs> I haven't seen that yet, but allegedly that's a sequel to uh, The Last Detail. What about Captain Fantastic? 
That's a good show. How about Captain Fantastic? That's a good show. <laughs> How about The Guilt Trip? Uh, not a good show. Uh, see, I could I could just name shit, and Argy's probably watched it because yeah. these are what I guess are Andy picks. No, I don't know. Some of those movies were uh... the, the Guilt Trip. You didn't come on. I'm pretty sure I saw don't, that. Don't take That's the, with don't, Seth Rogen, right? Yeah, don't take the bullet for her. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, she watched Wild Hogs with me, and that might be the best road trip. Uh, Creepsville filmed RV starring Robin Williams. R.I.P. That was filmed here, and, and, he, uh, and he shit he shit in the toilet of the comic store. Famously, I still I don't know how you know it was a shit. We have access to that toilet, RJ. Wow, we could we Huge. could yeah, this is big. What about the other creeps uh, Creepsville filmed fil- show Badlands, a future creep? Uh, yeah, that's decent. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's it's actually been forever since I've seen that movie. Okay. Why don't you name uh, some more movies? I'll tell you if I've seen them or not. How about Dumb and Dumber? Have you heard of this movie? Uh, you, you hearing this? You seeing this? How have you heard about Road Trip starring Tom Green? Uh, Canada's yeah, I own? like Road Trip. Do you, of course you do. What am I saying? What Tom are... Green's not in Road Trip. Oh no, yeah, he is. Yeah, he gets bit by the snake and he shows his butt on the TV. I totally forgot. How about Road Trip Beer Pong? Mm, nope, you got me. Is Borat a Road Trip movie? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and very nice. Tommy Boy, no one's mentioned that yet. That's a great show. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, allegedly. You two, know it's not it. Two Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. Uh, you got me on that one, bud. You don't remember that? You don't remember that movie? Uh, I it's I must have missed it when I was watching Next with Nicolas Cage. Right. So road trip movies. Uh, there's some Canadian ones. Technically, you've got movies like Hardcore Logo. You've got Highway 61. Sure. All RJ's favorites, uh, Roadkill. These Don McKellar and Bruce McDonald movies. Sure. Uh, we we, sure. we really uh, Canada, for people who don't know, is very large and filled mm-hmm. with empty space. So uh, you you spend a lot of time traveling in this yes. country more than probably a lot of places like America too. I think that's why road trips sure. are very westerny, maybe. Because it's a sure. it's a luxury to I guess travel around for fun. Sure it is. Yeah, Why not? rather than for out of means. Because you just like I have nothing else better to do. Why two Mama Tambian? I've never seen. I've heard it's got some sexiness to it. So my pastor says not to watch things like that. God damn, Jared! I'm glad to hear it. You're finally doing something right. No, I thought you'd be happy to hear about that. I, I am. I am. What else you got over there, big dog? For road tripping. You know what? I, one of my genuine very liked movies with a big road trip element. Mm. You ever seen the wizard Jarrett starring uh, Fred Savage? Or how about, have you ever seen Mac and me? Uh, I've seen parts <laughs> of Mac and me. Have you seen actually? Okay. Actually legit. I actually uh, like the wizard. Pee wee's big adventure. Yeah. That's what people say. Is that what they say? What? I've, I've heard a lot of people speak. Whoa, very... whoa. What do you mean? You've heard people say, why aren't you saying that? Uh, cause I only saw like parts of it when I was a little kid. I haven't watched Pee Wee. Oh my since fuck, then. dude! Get get thee to Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You 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 will you will be amazed at how good. How that is movie this available is. by legal means? Uh, I own it on DVD. I think it's Tim Burton's best movie. But I'm not going to see you in real life for at least a year. Yeah, that's probably true. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess. Possibly. So tell me why you like The Wizard so much. I don't. 
How is a League of Their Own a road trip movie? Like they're traveling it's for sport, sports. It, yeah, stuff. yeah, that's a reach. The road trip aspect is very little. Mm. But I know Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is one of your favorite movies, and that's a road trip movie. Road trip movies are great. Someone put Mad Max Fury Road on here, and I, I no. feel like that's <laughs> that's no doesn't count. That's moronic. People should that's, stop doing that. It's not good. It's part of the irony crowd, is what Jarrett would say. Would I say that? Maybe. Would I say that? I've heard you yeah. say stuff like that. Okay. Wild at oh, heart. Wild at heart. True. Ro- true romance. True romance. Did they just travel from one place to another, like in one scene? They don't really do a lot of in between. You got to have some like incidents along the way. Wild at heart would qualify, or um, David Lynch's uh, Straight Story. Straight story, that's 100% a road trip. 100%. But sometimes like there's got to be a buddy element. How about yeah. Thelma and Louise? Oh. King, I mean King, I mean all the I mean the original Farley Brothers uh, uh trilogy of road trips, Kingpin, uh there's something about Mary right. with Dumb Dumber. I mean those are all road tripping. All of them, everyone. Uh, Every See, not one. this list. What is this list I'm scanning? It, it's got like Rob Zombie's movies. I see that. It says movie, movies featuring characters on a road trip, but I think what it means is movies featuring characters in a car. Some of these movies, the character's just in a oh, car for a second. And, but there's only 100 ever? Spring Breakers. I mean, no. Hmm. They do stuff while like on vacation. Does, does that make it that? No. Orange County is not really a road trip movie. They drive to a different town, but it's like... You don't. It's not really a road trip. You see one scene in the car while yeah. they're driving. I mean, I see Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, no. It's oh, really actually, RJ, either. RJ, the, the end of the tour. I saw that. That's a good one. It's a great one. One of the best. One of the best. I love uh, that. <laughs> what about Lo- Logan? I mean, I would. I wouldn't even say that's a road trip movie. Yeah, they travel, but I don't think that's really a road trip movie. No. Do you? No, it's about mutants. Yeah, <laughs> mutants. Muty. Mutations. Yeah, Highway sixty one. Yeah, that's some. Yeah, Bruce McDonald. He's like a road trip king. Sure, he is. You sure. love you love him, don't you? I'm one of his biggest fans. Yeah, you have you have all his VHS tapes. What about Jeepers Creepers from uh, Infamous uh, Prosecuted, mm. Sex Offender? Yeah, not you. You don't have to say alleged here. No, he 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 was he was prosecuted, correct? Oh yeah, he went yeah. to jail. He's convicted. Yes. He's he's convicted. RJ, I think, is what you're trying to get to. Uh, oh, and, ah, I got one. Uh, Reuben and Ed. Who is a movie? Who from 1991? I think it's actually coming out on Blu-ray, starring Crispin Glover. I like Crispin Glover. This Ruben and Ed's pretty good. How do you spell Ruben? R E U B E N? Uh no R U B I N. Not like not like our dear listener. I thought it was Ruben like the sandwich. Oh. Like R E U. You know? Crispin Glover, he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he's got long you, hair in that movie. That's good. You you gave this movie five stars, Garrett? <laughs> Garrett? Yeah, Garrett. Yeah. I heard that's what people are doing now. Calling I, I, other people by the wrong names. Yeah. I heard it's that's, pretty funny. that's that's it's the end thing. I mean, I do it pretty frequently, but uh you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Road trips. Bad lists. I Jared Berger, he might not be real, but he had a real take on uh, how there's not really super good lists on here. So what are you going to do with that information? Next up, 
from Anya Lebezhainov. Excuse me? Just uh, Anya? Uh, Anya Lebez, Lebezhainov. Okay, uh, put that into like a word sayer and see what it says and then try one more time. No. Or not. No, or not. Okay, you did a good job. This is written as episode 210. Uh, okay. The title of the email. Okay. Dear sirs, <laughs> greetings <Yeah>. from uh, <laughs> Yekaterinburg. <laughs> oh, home, yeah. Home, yeah. Home to the Maxim Gorky Foundation. Um, I am, excuse I, me. <laughs> I, I am writing to you this morning in my capacity as the interim director of the foundation, the Maxim Gorky Foundation. Uh, in regard to your August 12th episode, <laughs> episode 210, The Lower Depths, it was, uh, with my, it was with much anticipation that I awaited this episode and your assessments of these remarkable, remarkable film adaptations of one oh, of Gorky's no. theatrical masterpieces. I regret to say that I was disheartened by the negative comments, though I say wow. so respectfully, of course. Sirs, I hope you understand why I would be disappointed. <clears throat> As you may be aware, the Maxim Gorky Foundation, which for political reasons disseminates its communications almost exclusively in print form and always in contract uh, with facilities employing unionized printers, has no web or media presence. <laughs> but uh, that does not mean that it is not a real foundation. <laughs> has as its mission to further the legacy of Maxim Gorky and his works by influencing and supporting the creators of arts and cultural practices that reanimate the fine works of Gorky, what we like to call Called Gorky Greats through a variety of expressive forms. If this can be done in ways wow. that better speak to our present time, that would be all the better. In fact, I was recently trying to secure funding from our benefactors for an awards competition for project proposals that seek to reimagine Gorky's Children of the Sun, which in these times, marked as they are by the COVID 19 pandemic, is very relevant to our condition, as I am sure you would agree. With, this dis uh, with the disparaging remarks made in your episode 210, however, the Foundation Board has decided that Children of the Sun must wait. Given that the Foundation's Board understands that Criterion Creeps is an internationally renowned podcast, wow. episode 210 poses the risk of considerable damage to the esteemed legacy of Gorky's play, The Lower Depths. My superior pounded his fists on the table in unbridled outrage after seeing the associated memes posted by your listeners. Our most urgent concern now is repairing this through a new call for proposals the lower depths in our times thus i would be pleased if you would be so kind as to advise if advise us if you had to watch another adaptation of the lower depths perhaps interpreted through the lens of a different genre which would it be we are not alone in our concerns if you may say so uh. or sorry if i may say so when I recently participated in a virtual meeting hosted by the International Institute for the Association of Foundations, IIAS, a representative uh -huh. of the Akira Kurosawa Foundation expressed much the same worry and characterized Mr. Duncan's attitude as, quote, thoroughly lacking in the requisite benevolence, unquote, mm -hmm. his words, not mine. In response, they are now planning a special initiative that would see the making of an adaptation of Kurosawa's adaptation. As an aside, it seems that recently Mr. Baylog less often shares his recipes, of which I am very fond. What Ooh. snacks would you recommend for the viewing of Gorky adaptations? What were you eating, if anything, during Renoir's The Lower Depths and during Kurosawa's The Lower Depths? And is it possible that the food enhanced or especially hindered your viewing experience? 
I regret also that Mr. Duncan not only hates the adaptations of The Lower Depths, but also has negative feelings about the timing of birthday occurring in August, and according mm-hmm. to him, mm-hmm. what some have called the Sunday of months. A strange coincidence. Mm-hmm. Gorky himself once expressed this despairing poetic sentiment about March, <laughs> the month of his own birthday, in a personal letter to Tolstoy, although his reasons for this remark were left unstated. In August, it may be, but warm wishes for a happy birthday, nevertheless. Sincerely, Anya Lebesheinenov, Interim Director, the Maxim Gorky Foundation. Uh, Jared, I think um, this is a, a pretty rare occasion. I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty speechless. Yeah? <laughs> I'm pretty speechless. I, I will say... I'm not speechless, actually, but uh, I did need a second. That is one of the more eloquent emails <laughs> we've ever received. Uh, I feel like they did a, a great level of research, and they actually put a lot of care into theirs, but much like our dissertation on Gorky himself. Um, they knew some background information on us. Uh, they their, their partnership with the Association of foundations or whatever uh the correct terminology is oh i think uh, is that would be the in the international institute for the association of foundations yeah i think that's a partnership with the, the human fund uh which was a, a charitable organization um wow I, I i don't even know how to respond to it wow i i will say again uh i got a, a meme from uh mr reese hackstall like a week or two ago and uh, I haven't posted it yet, but it, it is beyond fitting for uh, this new email. And uh, I just want to thank that person for taking the time and uh, reaching out to us because uh, uh, I'm going to think about that for a while. Yeah, you're going to have to reassess uh, your thinking and approach to Gorkydom. I mean, I think I was pretty uh, pretty okay with the Gorks. Um as it was, it's like I said. I I think between the two movies, there's a really good show there. So, uh, in terms of who I, what kind of remake of the Lower Depths I would want now, probably sci-fi. Maybe on a train, and each <laughs> no. each descending cart of the train could be a different class system. I'd prefer one where there's like a there's like a dude living in the basement. And then there's people who live on the main floor. And then there's, like, people who, like, live in a sub-basement. Okay. And they all come together. And mayhem ensues. I like that. Does such a movie exist? I, I wish. What about the people under the stairs? Uh, yeah, that Close. was that's pretty cool. That's, that's kind of lower depths. That's pretty cool. Maybe, yeah. maybe, like, I think maybe the movie mill should bring in uh, people under the stairs. <laughs> I mean, they're bringing in all other sorts of They got of shit, Friday the 13th. So. I saw that. I yeah. saw. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, I think our assessment of that is good. In terms of food, uh, yeah. I think we've we've long said that there's certain snacks we do t- tend to lean towards. I'm a big chip boy. Um, snacks I wouldn't eat. Uh, I don't like anything that's overtly messy because then I'm going to want to get up and wash my hands. And I mean, even when I eat chips, I get up and wash my hands, but I don't want like a huge mess because I, I lay on the couch. So I'd say soup wouldn't be a great uh, meal to pair up with a movie. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, what about a salad? 
Uh, if it was in a huge bowl and I, I didn't wear, worry about like shit getting fallen out of the bowl, I think I could manage that. Um, any any uh, meals you would try to avoid for creeping, Jarrett? Oh, I mean, Anya didn't ask me. Oh, just me specifically? Yeah. My answer is soup. And uh, I think there's some other things too. There are things that I like to eat while watching, but I find challenging, mm-hmm. uh, such as nachos. So we we bake a lot of nachos in this house because I'm an animal. And um, it's a real operation because you have the big plate. Uh, you're going to have your side bowls. I, I'm a big sour cream dunker. Actually, we use Greek yogurt, you know, save on the calories a little bit. Uh, maybe some salsa, maybe some guac. So you got three potential dip bowls. Um, and we don't really have TV trays, so it's kind of hard to, to navigate, you know? Yeah. So I like eating nachos with cookies, yeah. but it's hard. Do you have any comments on uh, this uh, this email from the Gorky Foundation? Well, I'm 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 glad that a representative of the uh, the Gorky Foundation uh, reached out and just let us let us know that they're watching. I I'm thrilled by it. <laughs> they're, they're observing I, us from as soon as we. <laughs> sorry, is, they're observing us from where? From, from uh, a Gmail account. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what they said, they they're mostly physical, right? Yes. Yeah. Print. Yeah. yeah. Only. Uh, they probably do like handbills and such. Z- probably zine culture. That's they're, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I when we go on break, a uh, little bathroom break, I'll post that meme from uh, Reese Axel, and it'll it'll line up so well, Jer. I'll just line up. Yakaterinburg. So I figure, Is that a real I, place? I, I don't know. It's probably in Lithuania somewhere, right? Oh, well, maybe George knows. Well, funny you should say that. We we got an email from uh, George. Our Lithuanian friend? That's right. Oh, wow. What's he up to? Nolan's 11. Oh. Hey, guys. So I just went to see Tenet. I wow. Because th- it came out today. Yes, it did. I, th- I think. It here? Is it here? Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah, shit. It's here. I think it is too early to say anything definitive about it, but I do know that when I left the cinema, I had that glow that you get when you've had an excellent movie experience. When your mind is still somewhat in the movie and you look at the world in a slightly different way. Ooh. That's pretty cool. I, I think uh, I think it's all aboard the hype train for Mr. Holsheimer. Well, if he says it, I'm I'm obliged to take his word for it. Was it what, the question always is, is it worth COVID? <laughs> Well, is that so is I, that is that glow the feeling like is your chest in <laughs> the virus because it's COVID? <laughs> wow, uh, uh, it's it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Um, uh, yeah. So I I had a, a group chat today. Ask if I was going to brave it, and I was like, you know, maybe in a couple weeks. I do want to see it in in theaters, but I don't want to be like one of the first ones. <laughs> You know, no one wants to be first, right? Anyways, have you guys yeah. ever stated on the record what your favorite Nolan movie is? I think mine is on my. Oh no, I I took it off. Oh, look at you! Yeah, I no, took it off. you're right, RJ. Nobody wants to be the first of anything. It's true. What's your favorite Christopher Nolan movie, Jarrett? <sighs> Interstellar. No, I still really like think the memento is a pretty great piece of like audacious like editing mm-hmm. uh i i mean fuck uh, that dark knight's pretty fucking awesome i i know i uh 
I don't know. I, think, I don't know. What, what can you say? It's like, it, I mean, there's, it's, I don't know. It's, it it it's looks, it, it looks awesome. Heath Ledger's pretty good. I don't know. I mean, he checks a lot of my boxes for like that type of movie making. Oh yeah. I have to think Dark, Pre- prestige is yeah. really good too. Prestige is very good too. Yeah. I think Dark Knight and Memento are yeah. tied at the top. Yeah. And then, uh, prestige interstellar. Yeah. And then Inception, maybe, and and then everything else, and then everything else, yeah. Because yeah. I think we, I think when we rewatched Insomnia, I was like, yeah, I was a little bit, uh, I was like, I still like it, but it's very clear, like, it's not, it's not super Nolan-y, and I was like, I don't know, it's, it's good, I don't know, it's fine. Anyways, yeah, that's cool that he went to see it. I wonder, uh, he should give us an update within the next fourteen days if he's still uh, around. Do you know what I mean? Brave of you to do three movies this week. Of course, the lack of TNG gives rise to new opportunities. Or is it yes. just a sprint until we hit Videodrome? Have a good one, George. Yes, it is uh, part of the doing three at once was to just get it off the plate. Get us, get yep. us closer. Get us, get us out of this, uh, this stretch. Uh, and I think it's the best thing we could have done because yeah. now, that, uh, now that we're both... Uh, well, you're going, you never stopped working, but now yep. that I'm back and I slowed mm-hmm. down, it's like, it, if, if I, if we had three movies next week, I would have fucking exploded. So, uh, yeah, we, it is a, it's a race to the finish, man. Mm-hmm. And uh good timing, I guess, right at the end of summer, you know, the, the September or the September. What? <laughs> I was going to say the Sunday of months, August, but I said September of months. Do you see? Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> I just saw Jared Berger's review of "I Am Curious Yellow." I oh. am curious, not <laughs> seriously. Fuck this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that Vilgot Schoeman. He's a he's a peach. He's a good guy. Next up, Sam Sanchez. Ooh, baby. With an email entitled "female," oh. but it's M A I L. It's not a word. So not, females? Yeah, it's not well female, but it's like not a word, right? That's cool. I mean, it could be now. There's a something called female. It's a it's like a Daily Mail female thing. I don't know what that's about. Are you? Are so we signed about, up for that? It's about it, it, you can pick out best dip dye items. What's a dip dye? Uh oh. Female, Urban Dictionary, noun. Any spam email sent by women to women targeted to a female interest group. I feel like that's not real. That's the Urban Dictionary. It's as real as can be. Uh, Well, you got me there. So let's see what Sam Sanchez has to say. Hey, guys. Forgiveness, please, for contributing to the dearth of emails last week. By not contributing an email myself, figured you calling everyone out will probably create a big bounce back in the email count this week. Correct. Mm -hmm. Not too much this week, but last week you discussed names and movies shows such as The Further, The Beyond, The Upside Down, The Mm -hmm. Sunken Place, and etc. And wondered what the creeps equivalent could be. Might have proposed The Dumping Ground or quite simply just The Dump. A little obvious, but fitting, I'd say. I I, uh, I I completely agree. I mean, it is it's entirely on the nose, but I think accurately so. So uh, I think the dump or dumping grounds both work. Yeah, you know, the, it's like that bar in uh, the, the, the dumpening. The dumpening. 
that that's not bad that's like when you're going into the dump yeah well it's like the act of that's what recording that's what the actual recording process is called dumping no yeah yeah no i think that's good i like that only other thing to add and something that i'm a little excited about is apparently cursed films was greenlit for a second season and jay is back on board for everything well, I think I would hmm. rather like to see him do his own thing next. It's definitely a nice opportunity and curious to see what other movies they can tack on to this and see what interviews now they could get because he had mentioned that a lot of people were hesitant to accept an interview or to open up for the first season because they were unaware that the show was tackling the curses from a skeptical standpoint and didn't want to feed into the idea of a curse. Jay had mentioned that the original plan for the first season was to include an episode on Tarkovsky's stalker and even had hmm. material shot but was cut likely because it didn't seem to fit along with the other movies that's uh, yeah. probably very true and mm-hmm. he seemed to give a clue that there would be a foreign title in the second season so it would be interesting to see if stalker makes the cut there take care guys and can't wait to see both of your faces in the virtual crowd at the wwe thunderdome Ooh. are you are you attending fuck no have you heard about this have you seen the have you seen this have you seen <laughs> the, have you seen the stills of that it looks like Something out of like a dystopic sports movie where it's like death sports. But to be fair, Jared, doesn't everything that we do now look like it's out of some kind of dystopic death sport movie? Well, I think if uh, somebody gets reelected in November, I think I think we'll be barreling toward that, and it'll be because who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck now? Who's going to stop? Yeah. Who's going to stop it now? Yeah, and I mean, I think that'd be the end. Not not of them, of everyone. Probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's cool that uh, that show's coming back. I think I I talked about how I did a couple of the first episodes I didn't really like, but then yeah. the last ones were were cool or were good. So that's cool. 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 Yeah, I don't know if you heard the uh, there was some guy wearing like a clown outfit front row of the uh, virtual audience of WWE. Oh. Uh, the WWE. Okay. Um, I think there's some guy like had like a photo of like Chris Benoit or something. Oh no, yeah. not well him. because it's the internet and mm. the, the WWE condemned these things, calling them abhorrent, and said these fans would be banned <laughs> from this. Yeah, you're like, yeah, well, I mean, that's what they're going to do. But you're like, what do you expect? Huh? Yeah, I mean, they'll be banned until they have money to pay for like stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's come on back. Holy cow! What is this, Justin Peterson? Uh-oh, what happened? Justin's 79th email to the creeps. Oof. <laughs> 79. That's not good. 21 to go, buddy. He uh, he missed a good opportunity 10, 10 emails ago. And it was his birthday, like, what, two days ago? Three days ago? Well, happy birthday, you puzzling son of a bitch. Look at that, that fucking, look at that. What's this thing about, like, his kids can't watch these some of these movies till they're in high school or something? It's like, what? I'd show him Clockwork Orange right now. I watched yeah. that movie when Pop I was like in. eight or nine. Pop it and in. I, I'm okay. Yeah, they'll become future podcasters, Justin. Don't you want that? A whole family of like podcasting boys that that Speak- never that ne- that live in your house till they're in their thirties, if not or longer past. or beyond. Mm-hmm. That's speaking that's of cursed a path films, to success. Cursed podcasts. That's that could be included in season two. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, hey. what's going on? Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Oh. Not much. I actually thought of a meme idea this week, but was too Uh-oh. lazy to make it. Yeah. That, that's that's the stuff that memes are made of. It's like I was gonna, and then I didn't. Yep. 
And you go, fair. It would have said something like, true creeps fans enjoy listening to Jaren RJ regardless of all the Star Trek episodes they discuss. Discuss that we could not care less about. Wink. I hey, mean, we did have some. Hey. We, get, get you know a, what? Jerry cares. I care. And we, we did have a few uh, memes addressing the Star Trek stuff mm-hmm. lately. And you know what? Who gives a shit? Who gives, We're going to do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I do like hearing about the Trek movies. Maybe one day I will jump into the meme game, but but at least you can always count on an email. Goat's yes. movie question of the week. What are your greatest of all time Christopher Walken movies? Well, it would definitely not be the Deer Hunter for me because that movie is way overrated. I would say Pulp Fiction because although that is only a cameo performance for him, it still stands out amongst all the awesome moments of that movie. Hmm. What about Joe Dirt? He's in that. <laughs> uh, excuse me? I Do you seen, not? No, I, not? I, I, no, RJ. I have not seen Joe Dirt because David Spade sucks. <laughs> I am canceling the podcast. You're, we're on cancel? We're, I'm, I'm, we're done. And you're done, pal. Uh, Joe Dirt's <laughs> an awesome movie. I saw that at the movie mill. Uh, <sighs> hmm. Actually, we've... I feel like we've mentioned some Christopher Walken movies this very night. We got a little well, there's a little bit of that. There's True Romance. Uh what about Dead Dead Zone? Dead Zone? Yep. Look at this look at this uh nebula of cinema. I like him in Batman Returns. I mean Joe Dirt is a road trip movie of sorts. It is. No. It is. In uh Batman Returns, uh Mm -hmm. Christopher Walken says Pootie Tang. Max Shrek? Yeah, he says Pootie Tang. Oh shit! Well, how about the Jesus rolls, RJ? Uh, no. Hey, do do people remember Suicide Kings? Nope. I remember Blast from the Past, which is a great movie starring uh, Brendan Fraser. It's very, it's very charming. Hey, he's, RJ, he's great, remember what? watching Communion? Oh, hey, Communion's got an awesome scene in it. Um, in Clockwork Orange, he looks like my dad. I, I remember that. In clockwork orange? No, sorry, at close range. Did I say clockwork? At close yeah. range. It's very, like, if you read these words, and it's like, I hear, you... I see clo, and then I see range, and it's like, a clock, at clock, fuck, it's, oh. Are you drunk? No. Man, what's going on it's over this, there? It's this poster. Every, oh, when okay. I look at it, it makes my brain want to say clockwork orange. Okay, wait, let me try to find it. What, yeah, what movie just, is it beside? Oh, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm looking at the movies I've seen, but yeah, it's a movie called At Close Range with Sean Penn. And okay. when I look at this poster, it's like that weird thing where like, if you take the first word and the last word and you jumble up the words in between, you still I, can I read it. This At Close Range, it's something similar happens when I look at this because the O of close kind of looks like it connects over to the orange. Okay. And the, and, the, and the close is like C-L-O. And then my mind goes clock. And it's like, a clockwork orange at close range. I that's weird. <laughs> I mean that's fine. I know that, 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 that's why I said it. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't. I I'm my, not gonna or, search or my or my brain is broken. I think that's probably more likely to be honest, but that's fine. Whose brain isn't broken at this point? Indeed. Um, I'm still gonna look for this. I'm not searching it. I'm He's just. The, how about him as uh the James Bond villain in A View to Kill or A View to a Kill? A View to a Kill. Yes. I mean, I think that's probably okay no perhaps There's, no no it's james bond that movie is pretty bad it's, okay. Ro- it's roger moore james bond so it's even worse 
Mm. Apparently there was a big campaign the other day about uh, your buddy um, Sean Connery and his bond because it was his birthday. Oh, oh, that's, and it, that's cool. People were saying now he's the best one, and I think he said something like, "I don't get, I don't care." Justin continues. Yeah, I, oh yeah. So are theaters in Creepsville open? Yes. I just found out they are open in Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina, but my wife is totally against me going to take the kids with masks to go see the Goonies on the big screen. Will you go out to see Tenet when it starts playing near you? Well, we've well, now, we've now discussed. So yeah, I, I don't Maybe know. Maybe in a little bit. Yeah, I. To me, it's a yeah. It's a personal. It's, it's a personal choice between you and your pastor, I think. Yeah. Hey. Good. Good point, Jarrett. No. Good point. Garrett's the, coming through today. The last couple of weeks, it has sounded like you guys have been struggling with these criterions. So I just want to remind you that you guys knocking these titles out spine by spine is appreciated. You're like the nostalgic <sighs> critics of Criterion. You watch them, so we don't have to. But I do do. Yes. But I do aim to see them all eventually, which will give me the perfect excuse to revisit those episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a time. It's been a. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think people find that they have to watch the episodes because the Gorky guys, they're they're just like, well, this is one of my fa- or watch the movies because they're like, it's my favorite movie, and they don't know that we're not gonna like it, right? And mm-hmm. their opinions are often different from ours. So, mm-hmm. so you got to watch them all because people don't like our opinions on these movies, and that's fine. That's they're right, Jared. It's their right. I wanted to list some upcoming episodes and find out if you guys have seen them before, and if you have, how long has it been? Uh, Battle of Algiers. I've seen it. It's been like 20 years. Battle of Algiers? That's yep. coming up pretty soon, eh? Pretty quick. You've, I've never no. seen. I don't know if you've seen many of these. Tanner 88. Never seen it. Nope. Shortcuts. I saw it once 20 years ago. Scott owned it. No, but I never watched it. I don't. I own like an old crappy DVD, pre Criterion release. Kazimusha. Uh, mm. Kagamusha. Yeah. Uh, I own that. Well, there you go. From friend of the show Lawrence. Oh. It's one of those Lawrence picks that uh, was uh, dumped in the garbage. I pulled out. Yeah, that you were supposed to uh, do a contest for to give away. And then they just wound up. Was I? Yeah. I kept them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Who are we going to give them away to? Like, I told, I, I gave you one job, RJ. Was that really something I was supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, uh, I, I, pro- I propose a different Remember contest. Remember that? So, folks, if you're wondering, these ideas, these things that you think about that you don't follow up on, it's called Baylogging. Well, you know what I do follow up on? frequently is meme week wow there you go you you do what you choose to do well i mean we never made good on the contest uh, the shirt contest for uh, well, that, well something happened well uh, yeah it's called know. the global pandemic rj well and here's the thing i think i told you but i never said out loud i've contacted three different uh yes, like folks merchandise distributors and they're all assholes and yeah. none of them will will do this stuff so yeah, they're garbage and unless people out there are willing to uh Say, because I looked into masks, custom creeps masks of my design, uh, and it would cost me out of pocket thirty dollars to make it, um, and then I would to have make to ship a mask, it, a mask, oh. and then I would have to ship it 
and then pay customs to it. So if people what were about, interested in paying like $50 for a mask, I'll 100% do it. I'll send it to what, them. What about that t-shirt? That sweet t-shirt? I could probably do that one a little easier. No. Yeah. Well, man, people haven't even seen that. Just, oh, my t-shirt yeah. design? Well, with, with some corrections. Well, see, that's the thing. I, I'm trying to get the contact these people who can like mass produce these things on order. Uh, Podswag never re- responded to my emails. I probably because we're Canadian. Uh, two local shops gave me quotes, and it would it would basically bankrupt me to produce merchandise. That I'm, we were I'm gonna... okay with that. You're okay with that? All right. Well, I'll see what I can do. No. See what I can do. My own private Idaho. <laughs> oh, uh, I heard that was stinky. Oh, geez. Yeah, I, I have that. It's been, again, like probably 15 years since I've seen that. Ashes and Diamonds, I've never seen, but I want to. Burden of Dreams, eh, like eh, 10 years ago. I like that. I like that movie. That's good. After Fake, I rewatched not super long ago, and it, it didn't age as well as I would have liked. The first time I watched it, I thought it was pretty cool. Rewatching it, mm, maybe not my thing anymore. Hoop Dreams. I've seen once, and that's like also like a 20 years ago viewing. Ah, oh, Hazard Balthazar, I saw not that long ago, and uh, I think it's pretty amazing, actually. Bad Timing, which is a real Jarrett pick, lol. Oh. Did he say that's a Jarrett pick? Yeah. Or are you? Yeah, said... that is a Jarrett pick. <laughs> well, that's, that's coming up in like 80 spines, though, no? Oh, Isn't that like I spine guess. 301? Uh, the man who fell to earth, which is a real RJ pick. Spine three hundred, I believe. The samurai. Of people like it, I guess. I've, I've seen it. Uh, That's what I've heard. It's okay. And mm-hmm. naked, which will take you guys all the way up to spine three hundred and seven. I've seen naked. Uh, naked's pretty good. It's been a while. It's been like that's probably like twelve years ago. I heard that's a rough movie. Not really. Okay. It's got that David Thewlis. Who? Exactly. He's he's from Harry Potter movies. Don't you worry. Isn't he War in the Wonder Woman movie? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, in Harry Potter, his name's RJ. Did you know that? Finally, how about some yep. food talk? Uh-oh. What are some of your favorite deli sandwiches? I typically don't order the basic meats like ham, bologna, and turkey, and instead mm. opt for roast beef, salami, pepperoni pastrami steak or a combination not how are those not basic meats <laughs> so wait are we talking about deli meat or sandwiches because no, i consider uh, those I'm, different okay let me let me just finish you can explain this okay. i love all the veggies well that's good except jalapenos since too much spiciness gives me hiccups ah good old heartburn i think mm-hmm uh, jalapenos, a dill pickle on the side, and the cheese has to be melted. That's all, all caps. Got to toast it like Quiznos, I guess. Which always makes paninis a great choice. RJ, do you like the Reuben at Arby's? It's pretty damn good. I've never had the Reuben at Arby's. I get the same meal every time I go, yeah. as does Mr. Duncan. Mm-hmm. Also, do you yeah. know how Arby's got its name? From what I have heard, I it is because Arby's sounds like Arby's, which is short for roast beef. That's that's what I heard too. I think it's huge, and I uh, who are we to doubt that? Now that I've left you guys plenty hungry, I will let you get on with the show. Thanks for the time, gents, and have a great show. Cheers. So sandwich, sandwich talk. 
So the reason I consider them different, Jared, is because I buy deli meat a lot, and a lot of the deli meat I buy, I eat just free. Yeah, Lucy's, one of my one of my the, number one by snacks. The slice. Yeah, because I I uh, I'm a big salami boy myself, or sausage like pepperonis. Um, I'll get I'll get a big pack of Hungarian salami. I'll keep that shit in the fridge, and uh, I'll go up and I'll pull off like I don't know a good inch of those and I'll just, uh, you know, slap them back. Mm. So, uh, I, you know, that's what I mean by deli meat. Uh, so we start, okay. To, I, yeah. I guess like, no, I mean, that deli is, sandwiches. Yeah. There's deli sandwiches. And then what you're talking about, I, I, I get that. I mean, I'm yeah. a, sometimes you don't want to like the bread is just like extra. You don't need the bread. Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. See, I mean, this is the thing. He like, he wrote this whole thing. He doesn't mention bread. That's true. Justin. So the bre- bread's the thing. You gotta, have some, get, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta curate this. You're missing yeah. like part of the experience. What kind of bread are you eating over there in, in the Carolinas? It's crucial because uh, over here, Andrew makes a uh, Reuben sandwiches at home, which I am a big fan, and it is overall, very critical. Over on that on that rye, you gotta have rye bread. You can't do it with anything else. Any kind of certain kinds of rye are fine, like you know, uh, like a, a heavy like real heavy rye or like a marble rye, whatever, as long as it's rye bread. Right. Right. Sure. I guess I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Reuben man. Where do you sit on uh, Monte Cristos? Love them. Okay. Well that's apparently they don't really have those in New Zealand. Wow. That's part of their problem. I guess that they don't have Monte Cristos. Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, you I'm know, oh, you know what? Speak, of speaking of this and because yeah. I haven't brought up miniatures yet, um, so I was looking at what it would cost to get Oliver into <laughs> Games Workshop. <laughs> Not really. I I just see people talk about how fucking expensive that shit is in like Australia and New Zealand. Okay. It is exorbitant. I don't know if they're. All, I don't know if everyone there's just rich though, and so it's just like pocket change, and it's just like pithy. But no, people complain like they're like, holy fuck, this thing costs like what will cost like say. If it's like say three hundred fifty dollars here, it's like four hundred fifty dollars. But I think it's I mean, like the, I think it's the shipping though to like this you know island in the middle of nowhere. Wait, where is New Zealand? Exactly. No one gives a shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh, I think everything's heavy Im- import fees over there. No. Or so. Hmm. Or something like that. Or so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yes, I mean, bread for me, like, I don't know, I'm pretty happy. I mean, if it's fresh and tasty, I'll, I'll probably be pretty happy. Like sourdough is fine. Someone could sound bite that. Mm. If it's fresh and tasty, I'll be happy. So sourdough. Okay. What sourdough other, what I, other sourdoughs do you like? Uh, isn't there only really the one kind of sourdough? What other doughs do you like? Doughs? Cookie bread dough? Doughs. Oh, okay. bad dough. I don't know. Uh, meats wise, I don't really run toward any particular slice of meat. Meat? I mean, I guess mostly my default would be like a, a roast beef. Okay. I usually have some roasted turkey or roasted chicken, and I usually do have a little ham on the go to, in addition to salami, salamis or, uh, pepperonis yeah i know you're a big ham boy you love dunking that ham right okay okay um cool no don't you love dunking ham 
Duncan ham? Well, I, I, I like mustard. Oh, I see. You, you understand? I do. I do. I do. Um, how do you feel about turkey with ketchup? I don't know who you are, and uh, if you do that, I don't want to talk, be friends with you. No, you, you hear me out. You get some, like, this is disgusting, no. but it works. Like nope. cold leftover turkey in the fridge, okay? You take it out. You get your pieces off of that bone. No. And maybe some slices off that big hunk of breast. You, you butter that bread. <sighs> For regular old, it doesn't even matter what the bread is. It doesn't even matter. You just put it together. And then, RJ, you get that, that ketchup bottle. Whatever your French is, because we're in Canada, fuck mm-hmm. Heinz. Mm-hmm. You squirt that out. You dip it in there a little bit. There's something that there's some magic going on there. I, I think if you're into that, I support you. But at the same time, I'm not gonna try. I won't do it. Okay, fine. I won't do it. Don't you? Fucking, that's don't don't you don't you judge me. I'm not. If you want to do that, that's fine. <sighs> Finally, RJ. Yes. Ryan Nagel writes. Oh, excuse me, friend of the show, Ryan Nagel? With an email entitled Gabba Ghouls. Whoa. Oh, man. Be a good name for a podcast. Uh, Let me tell you. I got to hand it to Ryan. Ryan finds he likes some good stuff on Twitter that pops up on my feed. Yes, he does. He's uh, He's got some good Twitter, and I agree he's, with you. He's got some uh, late, late night times, I'm assuming. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know when he sleeps. I I assume never, but uh, some of the, some, I don't know. some of the things I see have come across my my eyes. I go, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yes, hey, hey creeps, Madon, I finally finished The Sopranos. I really milked the last season or so as I was enjoying it so much. It was hard to accept that it was really going to be over. At least yeah. now I can maybe watch some movies again. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of listeners are also big Soprano boys. I'm going to have to go back to the episode where you guys really dug in and gave your thoughts on the series. Before I actually go back and do that and possibly discover you may answer this question, is Sopranos the greatest television series of all time? Discuss. Have a good show and creep on, creeping on. Ryan, friend of the show, Nagel. God damn, it's good to, good to hear from him. We haven't, it's been ages. It's good. I wonder when we'll get him on. We can dream maybe Christmas. Uh, yeah, I know there's a ton of big Sopranos boys on here, Jared. Was there like was that like when Frank was on? We talked we talked a ton about Sopranos. Or was, uh, like, well, he had just watched it too, but it was when I, I think I did the rewatch at Christmas time or so, mm-hmm. and I think that was when I was talking about it a lot. Uh, wait, what what was the question again? Just general? is is the Sopranos the greatest television series of all time? You know, I think it. I think it very well could be. Can you name something that's on par, or better, or better? I'd be. Uh, I mean, it's been a. I'd have to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. There's some pretty like when I see some of the memes and compilations and stills that come out of it, I go, "It's a pretty good show." But I mean, I will probably always run toward my uh, my Twin Peaks. I think is my default because okay. it. But I mean, that's me. But I could probably give The Sopranos to most people and they would enjoy it, like, yeah. without question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say Sopranos for sure because uh, even though Twin Peaks The Return is a slam dunk. Yeah, it's not per- but it's not perfect. It's not perfect. And even season two, there's one or two episodes in there that, uh, 
you kind of go, hmm. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I've thought about this before. I, well, I, I'd do, be hard pressed to tell you a show that's better than the Sopranos. Do, do, do you think that the legacy will be tarnished with the Sopranos prequel series? Uh, I don't know, man. It's hard to say because, like, it's got James Gandolfini's son in there as young Tony, and like, I, I'm always skeptical about that stuff. But then again, you could get a Twin Peaks to return, right? So. Who knows? Oh, Who's my my live uh, reportage of uh, Letterbox. I just saw listener Vivian gave Inland Empire three and a half stars. I mean, that's that's higher than I would give it. It's, it's generous. But yeah, Sam Sanchez gave Female Vampire three stars, which I mean, that's neither here nor there. That means Sam Sanchez is on the uh, Jess Franco train. Jess Franco. Yeah, I mean, both things are troubling. God damn, four stars for She Killed in Ecstasy. Ooh, I've seen that movie, I think. Uh, Pretty sure. uh, You have. Pretty sure. Yeah, 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 I have. You want to watch Female Vampire? Watch a lady gyrating on the bed and finger blasting herself rubbing up Not, against the bedpost you want to do that I think, it's, I think it's time to end the podcast walk walk around uh in a little cape in the woods looking no, mighty, thank you. mighty fine no thank you that's it for emails rj wow well i'm glad people emailed in uh those yeah, first timers long timers it's, it's great where are we at like at fucking hour 12 13 minutes here now a little bit content by content. you the viewer Ooh. thank you yes thank you everyone Hey, RJ, what have you been creeping on this week? Um, I watched a movie. What about Star Trek? I, w- I watched two episodes of DS9. Oh! But I don't know if I should talk about that now. Or potentially, when I should I save them for 13 episode bursts? No, you can do whatever you want, dog. Okay, well, I might wait until next week because... Uh, I, uh, that might be all I have to talk about next week. I, I feel DS9. like, yeah, I, I think maybe you should, uh, I want to hear what you have to say when you get more of a, a sense of the show proper. Mm. See, I agree too, because I'm only two episodes in. Hard to say, but I have started. I did finish the Swamp Thing TV show. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we talked about, we mostly covered it all last week, but, uh, the monster stuff is awesome. That first episode, the, uh, the stuff with, um, like uh the, the zombies rot. yeah oh super super good it doesn't maintain that the whole way through when no. did you quit or did you watch it all i got halfway through and then i just said okay. i'm done i was just like i just i mean that's what happens with like if it's like a middling show which it is yeah it is. uh i just kind of like say this isn't worth my time and then i move on yeah so what i'll say about it is the monster stuff is great uh i actually really like how they designed swamp thing i thought mm-hmm. he looked I thought he looked great. I love his big red eyes. That's what uh, I love that look. That's that Alan Moore type stuff. Um, I thought all of him standing in the swamp as goofy as it is. I mm-hmm. actually liked that. I was like, that's what Swamp Thing is. He just lurks around. I just saw actually someone like tweeted. It was like, here's this uh, concept art of Swamp Thing from the canceled Justice League Dark Show. And it's just like all it is is like branches and like it doesn't look like anything. And like I was trying to look at it and I was like, what the fuck is this? I don't. I was like, that's, I don't know what they're trying to do, but that's not Swamp Thing. And people commenting, they're like, oh, amazing. When can we get this? And it's like, that movie was canceled. 
it's never coming. I'm glad we had the show. So anyways, monster stuff is awesome. Uh, Swamp Thing stuff is good. The person dynamics, like... Garbage. Yeah, it's like... I mean, that's like the problem with any of those shows. It is better than, like, I have dabbled in some of the other DCCW shows. This isn't CW, but uh, those ones are pretty pretty rough this is better than those but it still has elements of that and then you're watching you're like i don't care about like will Patton and his toy to soup and all this shit you're like i don't care just show me swamp thing man that's all i want um so that parts aren't those parts aren't good and then uh at the end of the day it's like it's definitely better than some of those other dc shows but it's still like i don't know i would i would keep watching if they made more but they they won't so it's yeah. too bad. Well, and also like there's just these things that t- or remind me way too much of the movies where like, okay. why are they using these lame ass villains? Oh, like, yeah. like, why? Well, like, like blue devil. It's like, what the, f- like, why is that in here? Yeah. It's like, no nah, man, just do like arcane. Like, you know, just get, go, go do that. But you could tell they were building a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, I was adopted. And you're like, oh, okay, Abigail, they're still doing that. Well, you do see Anton at one point. Oh, do you? Uh, well, yeah, because uh, I don't know if you got to the point where I did not. Sw- Swamp Thing is he's like uh, showing Abby uh, the green and the rot, and uh, she there. she gets a little too close to the rot, and and then she has like this dream where it's like her stepdad or something like that, and um, so you they do tease it a lot, uh, and I imagine that's what season two would have been. Yeah, for sure. But it's like. You know what it is? It's like all the stuff before Alan Moore came in because it's all that like they have the anatomy lesson on there and then they have like, I don't know, the the small time swamp guy. He's the villain. And then the the what is it? The neutronic man or whatever. Um, Phosphorescent. Fluorescent. Yeah. Some, that actually that Kevin Durand, I thought he was pretty good in that role because like mm-hmm. his his uh, I thought he was I've never seen him acting like that before. Right. Whereas, like, all the other times I've seen him acting, it's like, he's actually doing a pretty good job. He's really acting. <laughs> he's, he's, he's really, really acting. <laughs> he's really acting. Good job. Yep. Anyways, it's a it's a mixed bag. I'm a big Swamp Thing boy, so I, I do yep. like it. But, uh, or I, li- I like a lot of the parts of it, but there's some stuff, too. You're like, meh. 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 So, you want to hear about Galaxy Quest? Sure. It seemed like a fitting time. Absolutely. So the one thing that I find upsetting here is uh, yeah. on Letterboxd, they have like the banner image. Mm-hmm. And man, Tim Allen's makeup. He's got a little eyeliner on. And lips, quite and, like a... his pursed lips. It's like, is this is this an intentional thing? Or is this, got... is, is this some good like makeup? Or is this like not, not good? So I'll tell you something about Tim Allen, Jarrett. Yeah. Let me tell you. I watched Home Improvement like any other good kid in the 90s. I'm sure you watched a little Home I, Improvement. I, I did. Also. Well, I did too, and uh, not good at big, the end of the day. Big Home Improvement boy. I've never watched it since. I, I will not return. Big Santa Claus boy. Uh, I, big saw, I saw that boy. in the theater twice, back-to-back in the theater where they wouldn't, didn't give a shit if you just like – I think Just well, stayed. I went to it, and then our ride was taking forever, so we went back and watched – like probably over half of the movie again. Nice. Was it the best day ever? Not really. Oh. Well, the reason I bring <laughs> I it up I wanted to go home cause... and play video games or something else. I'm like, I already it's seen this point. movie. You're like, I'm done here. No more Tim Allen. No more Tim Allen. 
So anyways, the reason I brought it up was because I'm pretty familiar with Tim Allen and I've seen Galaxy Quest a couple times before. But when I was watching it, I was like, is that what Tim Allen looks like? <laughs> like I had this like complete like vagueness. I was like, is that him? I was like, I've never seen him look like this before. Maybe it's this makeup. I don't know. It was very strange, Jared. Mm-hmm. But he's well he's well cast and as sexual Kirk, sexual washed out William Shatner, I think. Um so I know uh, many people talk about Galaxy Quest in the Star Trek world. Yeah, um, I've seen it. I've seen it a bunch of times. This came out when I was nine years old. I gotta tell you, nine-year-old RJ yeah. thought this was the best. Mm-hmm. This movie was so good. Like transporter people, like pigs exploding. There's all this like real so people are dying. Jared, characters in the movie are dying. Oh my That's god. scary stuff. Oh my god. Scary stuff. Uh, so I, I love this movie. It's probably been 10 years since I, I've seen it. And I watched it without knowing any Star Trek stuff. Yeah. So I was in a different world. Uh, having watched it now, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people say it is the best Star Trek film. I know. Wow. Some, I know some people say it's like one thousand. of the better Star Trek movies. It's I would say it is definitely one of the better ones. It's it's not the best. Uh, no. And I do, I do think now, 21 years later, there are some dated things to it where it's not as smooth as it was it is still really good uh it's got a lot of some of the jokes are i i think pretty funny and like the the way they explore some of the star trek world stuff like the satire of that i think is pretty well done um but yeah by no means is it the best star trek film or anything like that it's uh it's better than some of the bad ones for sure yeah it's a it's a good entertaining show but uh mm-hmm. i think uh, if you haven't seen it in like 10 years maybe just leave it leave it in your memory like more fondly yeah there you That's, go i, I, I mean, kind of forgot that sam rockwell was in it he he's one of the best parts no uh and i feel like i'm coming off like not speaking too warmly of it it is really good but uh but it was a disappointment um, considering how fondly you remembered it yeah yeah but it, it was nothing like rewatching unbreakable in the last <laughs> And then with that, where it's like, oh, 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 uh, so it's it's a good show. The satire, the Star Trek stuff is uh, is very good. Um, and I thought it was the best time right after TNG because I didn't want to wait until after DS9 because I feel like I feel like it's more TNG based than anything else. I, yeah, I feel you. You know, it, it seems like that. But uh, no, it's a good show. But uh, what are you going to do? You know what I mean, Jer? That's all you're. That's all you're. That's all you're gonna do. That's all I'm gonna do. Yeah, some good stuff. The alien guys are really good. I like them quite a bit. Like Enrico Colantoni. You know him from Just Shoot Me. Say that again. Enrico Colantoni. Do you remember him as mm. Elliot from Just Shoot Me? Oh yeah, I do. As a matter of fact. Yeah, he's he's very good in in galaxy quest very good but yeah good stuff anyways what's new with you bud uh, i don't creep on things let alone a week okay. where i watch three movies for my contractual from for my contractual obligation mm-hmm. so i think that's yeah, it didn't. So it's not, you, it's not happening. It's not happening. But I, I mean, you know, I, I still am getting some painting done. 
very proud of myself. Oh, what you got mm. going on over there tonight? Well, what do I have here? Uh, I guess working on some, uh, working on some ghoul flesh. Working, working on that. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out a, a, a paint scheme, you know, before I tackle okay. like a, a larger unit of figures. Uh, debating whether what or not they should be. Paint scheme. Paint scheme. You know, like figuring out like what what's going to look know. what's going to look good together. What what, what colors okay. actually. Uh, play off of one another well and are specific to uh, a particular theme of the miniatures that I'm painting. For instance, the undead. What's a good paint scheme? What should these ghouls, for instance, that I'm painting look like? Oh, so you mean kind of like a paint scheme? Like a paint scheme. Okay, yeah. I I know all about that. You should have just said that from the start. There was a a good conversation going on, I think, on Facebook on, over on Aaron Lang's page, talk, oh. where he asked if there were any good uh, Star Trek novels or comics. Because like Star Wars, uh. Star Wars got some. Star Trek, though, seems like uh, kind of left holding the bag. Well, doesn't Star Trek have oh, like two hundred novelizations? They all, all they have all they both have tons of things. But are any of them no good, good ones? Star Trek? Well, that, that was the question. I'm going to find out. I, I know a guy who's uh, probably actually read all of them. Uh, okay. Whether or not his opinion matters much, or if he remembers many of these things, hard to say. Uh, well, but I'm, I'm going to try to get back to him and go back to that thread uh, sometime tomorrow after I see this guy who probably owns everything that's from like the dc era of star trek tie-ins and then i think has actually read all the idw published stuff i did see that there was a comics miniseries of the adventures of khan of what where space seed ended and where wrath of the khan wrath of khan started it fills in that gap that makes sense the one that all the fans have been demanding to be filled i'm sure i'm sure there are a lot of fans who demand that oh yeah fans demand holes being filled I guess that's an OnlyFans thing. If you want, hey, premium I price. Oh yeah, we were messaged by an OnlyFans account. Yeah, someone just OnlyFans. They said hi enthusiastically. Uh, I did not respond. I, I did not yeah, accept the message. I, no, I. Uh, I think I finally deleted that off because I noticed that you maybe left the door. Like I think you left the door open a little too long. Well, I didn't respond. Like, if we decline it, does it tell them that we declined, or is it just I, they we yeah, never respond? You all were you afraid that you were going to hurt their feelings? Well, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that that. that I mean, they're really going to be. Oh, I thought he, the Criterion creep, was the one. He was. He would pay me to be a part of my OnlyFans. Yeah. You know. I, I guess it's because I tag OnlyFans. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's a great idea. Uh, I thought we'd get good traction. So when I tag OnlyFans on Twitter, we usually get one or two likes from like Randos. sex spots. Cool. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's the sort of traction I want. Well, it's like whenever we talk about cucks in an episode, and we put no. that on. There's always a bunch of like BDSM people who like our oh, tweets and stuff. I haven't noticed that. It 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 hasn't happened for a while, but we haven't had cucks been be brought up in uh, the, the podcast in a little bit. That's a bummer. Well, it's it is what you make of it, you know. Yeah. Well, I I'd say if Aaron Lang ever gets an answer, uh, he should send that my way. Maybe I'll even check out the best Star Trek novel. Only the best. Only the best. Only the best. Appar- yeah. Apparently, one of the more highly regarded ones is a Deanna Troy Riker, like where, where, uh. they, where they had their first fling. Called like Imizad or something like that, written by Peter Peter good. David. Do you know that Peter David has written like a shit fucking ton of Star Trek stuff? 
I I think I the name is familiar. Peter David, the yeah. the, the the creator of Maestro wrote the Hulk for twelve years. Oh, is that good? I I thought those comics were pretty good for okay. for superhero fare. Hey, you could put it on uh, Reddit under the Star Trek subreddit because that's a pretty active community. I was look, I was, tra- I was tra- sorry. I was going to say I was trying to like look up a uh, a story. I remember reading about Peter David complaining about uh, some someone at Paramount not liking him for, and the comics that okay. he was writing back in the day. But all I came across is him telling this anecdote about going to George, uh, George Sulu's George Takai's uh, George Sulu George Sulu's uh, wedding. Uh-huh. And that uh, Uhura was tired and uh, needed somewhere to like lean, and she just like started leaning on Peter David. And uh, is I was that like, good? I don't know. I, I, I'm like, that's a weird thing to talk about, and to be like, ha ha, suck it, fanboys. I have Uhura leaning on me because I'm a gigantic man. That's like sounds, a couch. <laughs> sounds like some incel stuff right there, it, doesn't it? Though it does. It's yeah, hundred like, percent. Oh, this is I'm gonna live with this to the end of till I'm gonna tell this in every interview I ever do. He's like, guess what? You know this actress that you like a lot. I I saw her in real life. That's a real voice. Got any news, RJ? I I, I noticed hey, that you you started to uh, at one point on was it Saturday. You just yeah. started to annoy the shit out of me with these these fucking. <laughs> DC fandom bullshit posts of these things, these like these what do you... these stills of things. I'm like, I don't know what this is. What is this shit? What, what do you mean annoy? I what? How many? Pest, did I or you? sorry, did I say annoy? I meant pester. Oh, okay. Uh, Grass. So, do you know about the fandom? No. Well, it's it was DC's Comic Con, and uh, I watched about an hour maybe of it just on in the background. Uh, and I mostly just wanted to check out the Snyder cut stuff and then all the other shit. I just watched the next day when they released it, all those previews that we can talk about. But, uh, I sent you some stuff that I found comical. One of them being, uh, there was a 20 minute, uh, interval where it was Chris Daughtry, uh, singing. What's that? That is, he's a guy. I think he was on American Idol or something. And I believe he's like Jeff Johns' best friend oh, or something like that. Fuck. Because I'm sure he, he is. He has been in DC stuff for the last like six years. And I always saw him and I was like, what does this dude have to do with like DC comics? It doesn't make any sense. But I just thought it was funny because I, I was like, oh, yeah, Fandom is on. So I popped it up and it was just that guy at home playing acoustic guitar singing. And I was like, hmm. I think I should send this to Jarrett. I think he would be interested in this. Uh, and were you? No. You're, I think your response was, that's not real. And I said, yes, it was. I, I don't know if that's what I was just saying was not real. Oh, maybe it was the other thing, but we don't have to talk about that. Uh, so anyways, I did watch. Uh, did you watch uh, the the Snyder Cut trailer? Or I did, RJ. You I did? I did watch the trailer for the Snyder cut what'd you think horrible it looks so you mean fucking bad i mean i don't i don't know what's gonna happen but i'm just glad it's happening that's what i'm gonna say okay you didn't like that uh that tune 
playing over the preview? No, it's so like it's like it's it's all part of the DC formula now. Like all their trailers have like here's song. It's, Very it's, true. It's all because of the success of the Watchmen ad campaign. It's all Smashing yeah, so, Pumpkins' fault. And now we do it for everything. Uh, Damn it, Billy. I, I've I've never heard anyone actually associate all of our all these problems with the Smashing Pumpkins, but I think that's fine. Yeah. Here's a different question for you. Did you watch the Batman trailer? Yes. And I thought it looked pretty cool. It but... looked like a Christopher Nolan movie. Yes, it does. Like it looks exactly yeah. like it looks like Batman Begins, and it's like yep. even even like I mean now like Riddler looks just like Scarecrow. I mean, I I don't whatever. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. But like at the same time, it's just like so. This looks like well trod ground right off the bat. But yeah, I mean, I've never been a a Batman Begins fan really. So when I was watching it, I was just kind of like take. this again. Yeah. Well, I I thought it looked pretty neat. Did you watch the Suicide Squad trailer? I did, and I think trailer is a loose word almost. Okay, I, I, the, so I did not. The cast I, announcement? I did not see it. But oh, I did, you didn't? I, no, I did not see it. Okay. I don't know anything. I didn't know anything about it at all. No one seemed to be sending that in my way. But instead, mm-hmm. I, did, I did see The Batman, and I did see Snyder Cut. Horrible. Absolute fucking shit. And it's, like, amazing to me the, the, the delusions of people on YouTube saying... Yeah, finally. Fuck that Josh Whedon version. <laughs> it was like it looks the same. It looks so bad. Like the there the, are the, similarities. The effects look horrible. It like, they look there bad then and they look worse now. And uh but I wanted I wanted Suicide Squad and then I saw John Cena. I saw a still of that and I went, He's... "What what the fuck?" Did you so did you see all the character? So the the no. trailer was just a character announcement. Okay, I didn't uh, know. John Cena, fuck, what is he? Let me pull it up here. Um, Peacemaker? Sorry? Or, or, or is it, what's the character's name? They're all pretty obscure. So we yeah, got, that's the uh, idea. So we got Harley Quinn, Rick Flag, and Ta- uh, Taika Waititi. As yeah, all peace, yeah, yeah, Peacemaker. That's, uh, Peacemaker. John, yeah. Yeah. So he's Peacemaker. We got Bloodsport, Saul Surya, Blackguard, uh, your buddy Jai Courtney is back. TDK, Savant, Peacemaker, Weasel, Polka Dot Man, The Tinker, Tyla, Mongol is in there, King Shark, um, Ratcatcher. I don't know, man. A lot of people. Ratcatcher? Ratcatcher 2, actually. Ooh, I love that. I love it. It's like someone busted out their who's who in the DCU. Yeah, and it was just like, you know what? This is actually, we're going to use Ratcatcher a way better vehicle for uh james gunn than anything else because it's like look at what he's already done with it and then this is his one and done because then marvel will have him back to make their gotga three uh oh yeah i guess but do you think he'll can i mean i guess if the money's right i was gonna say they already burnt him once do you think he'll continue after that but oh yeah oh yeah they don't don't, it's all about it's all about that money buddy well it's cool that he got one in Yep. I guess. And then they got him back because they're like, no, 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 no. We're not we're not I, letting this happen. They're like, we don't care about these tweets from ten years ago. Nor yeah. should you. Nor should they. Yeah. Um cool. so yeah, any other any other things you want to mention about DC fandom? 
I watched the video game trailers. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you'll be pleased that uh, Scott Snyder's Court of Owls will be featured prominently in the next Batman game. Okay. Uh, I Oh, so there's a Suicide Squad game, which uh, it looks like whatever, but the trailer had Outcast Bombs Over Baghdad playing, which is one of the greatest songs ever, so that's cool. See, that's, the, all, they, that's all they have to do is they put a song they you like over top of things, and people go, yeah, that was really good. You go, no, you just yeah. like the song. The game is whatever, but the inclusion of the song was awesome. Okay. The other game is called uh, Gotham Knights. Batman is dead, so it's all the Robins. You're, Batman's not a playable character. And then uh, at the end of the trailer, it showed it was like Court of Owls. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know what you're going to do with that, but uh, people seemed pretty excited. I wonder what Frank thinks. He's Frank. a big Court of Owls guy. Big bat boy. He is. He is. So, yeah, that's fandom. Man, I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. It's wild. Oh, we, well, they, oh, there was that Black Adam stuff. I don't know. Really oh, that, that, okay. I did see that too. That, that was trash. So, this you know an, what I don't understand? animated trailer thing. With, with, yeah, with just Dwayne Johnson. People were like, Dwayne Johnson introduced it. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, he just, he narrated the movie that he's going to do, maybe? So, I know Black Adam. I know yeah. Shazam. I remember when they announced Black Adam like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne Johnson's like, it's going to be the greatest comic book character of all time. And I was in my mind, I was like, who fucking cares about Black Adam? Like, why is this? I don't get it. I was like, is, is this a popular character? No. You know, and it's going to be a Justice Society movie. But at the same time, they're like, it's, Doctor Strange is going to be in there. So that's cool. But I don't care. I don't care about Hawkman. Or Adam Smasher. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Shut the. Okay, I don't know if you know about this, RJ. What? I have a com- pretty. Actually, no. I have a complete run of the Justice Society of America in my possession. Like and- I own every volume of the DC archives of All Star okay. Comics. All whatever it is, thirteen or fourteen volumes they did between these volume zeros and ones. I own okay. the the '70s stuff that Roy Thomas worked on. I've got the '90s miniseries uh, that okay. they did. The, the the Jeff Johns, the the James Robinson stuff like Golden Age. I got it all, baby. I love the Justice Society. I love the okay. characters, and I don't give a fuck about this movie. I okay. I was gonna say you love Justice Society. That's fine, but do yeah. you care at all about Black Adam? No. That's so what I'm saying. Like, th- th- even that this is like a Justice Society thing. I'm like, oh, I know. Like, I, I, like, I principle, I should care, but I don't care about. Don't. The, I don't care about these movies. So, you're not a. How do you feel about Adam Smasher? Uh, not one of my favorite character designs. Okay. Okay. Atom Smasher. What well, about Red Tornado. No, there's someone. Uh, it was like. Someone else. It was like a lady who had tornado stuff. It wasn't Cyclone. She didn't look like a robot. Someone else. Did she, well, there's like different uh, red tornadoes. Yeah, it, it didn't. I I know red tornado. It didn't look um. Didn't look like red tornado. It was a lady, and it looked like she was a witch and not an android. Did she have a bucket on her head? She did not have a bucket on her head. Okay. It's not on IMDb, so people. Mm clearly do not care people shouldn't care mm. good to know good to know yeah good to know we did a good job we're the best at what we do mm-hmm. yeah we well of course yeah 
Like Logan. We... <laughs> Who? <laughs> Logan. Logan. I think that's the worst name that he could have had. Like street name. I think he could have been like I just Chad? I mean all I know is it's just like a name that Mormon kids have. I mean there's that's... a lot there's a lot of more a lot of Logans. Yeah, there's a lot of those. There's Austin. a lot of Oh yeah. A lot of Austins. A lot of Garrett's. Ooh, lot the, of, uh, the, the worst name imaginable. Oh, who, who would, who or all, would all, be named all, that? all these Mormon kids running around called Dan Hidea? That's that's kind of weird, but it is what it is. Wow. I don't know what you're talking about, and I, I don't want to speak to it. <laughs> Riley. Did you just Google Mormon names? No. <laughs> I'm just on my Twitter feed. Oh, okay. my, what, what are some good names that uh, that just sound right? I imagine the Mormon community, much like the Gorky boys, are going to be coming for you soon. Oh man, she, she, Anya's going to get me. Well, you had it coming. I sure did. I sure did. Hey, you, you wanna, yes, you want to talk about some French cinema? Oh fuck, do, do I ever? Oh boy, after the break, um, mm-hmm. we're all going to get those women. We're going Excuse to, me? We're going to get them. We'll make them do what we want. <sighs> Just like Excuse- Jean Renoir demands it. Excuse me? Not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to fly. I simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? At least I didn't fake it, hat, sir. I guess I didn't make it, but whether I'm the rose of sheer perfection, a freckle on the nose of life's complexion, the cinder or the shiny apple of its eye. I gotta fly once, I gotta try once, only can die once, right, sir? Ooh, life is juicy, juicy, and you see I gotta have my bite, sir. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about Stage and Spectacle, three films by Jean Renoir. A boxed set, RJ. A what? It's from the back of the box of this DVD set. Near the end of his long and celebrated career... Master filmmaker Jean Renoir indulged his lifelong obsession with life as theater and directed The Golden Coach from 1953, French Can-Can 1955, and Elena and Her Men from 1956. I, I disagree with these t- these dates. These are not what Letterboxd tells me. Three, uh, But wait, three delirious films infatuated quite- with the past love and artifice 
A wash in jubilant technicolor, each film interweaves public display and private feelings through the talents of three immortal film icons, Anna Magnani, Jean Gabin, and Ingrid Bergman. The Criterion Collection is proud to present these three majestic films by Jean Renoir for the first time on DVD. There's a lot of $10 words in that uh, description. Lofty. Do you own this box set, Jarrett? I have the Criterion website to help me with this this information. Well, I would say eight times out of ten you usually do. So I was just curious because I was like, hmm, I wonder if he owns these majestic pieces of cinema. the, The DVD set is quite nice looking. Yeah, it's actually a good package. It looks nice. Okay. So, first up, The Golden Coach, which I'm going to say is from 1952. Okay. The Golden Coach, this is the synopsis, not from Letterboxd, but from also from the Criterion set, because the one on there has got like literally one sentence. Oh, it is one sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So, The Golden Coach is a ravishing. 18th century comic fantasy about a viceroy who receives an exquisite golden coach and gives it to the tempestuous star of a touring Commedia dell'arte company. Master director, they, oh. like, they, they always say that, don't they? Master director Jean Renoir's sumptuous tribute to the theater, presented here in the English version he favored, is set to the music of Antonio Vivaldi and built around vivacious and volatile star Anna Magnani. Uh, I mean, ravishing, as you said, mm. Jarrett. Sometimes. Ravishing. Sometimes you throw uh, that adjective in there and makes it sound a little bit better than it is, right? You know what I heard? Uh, I'm not. This isn't an exaggeration, but in meetings today, from ten separate people, I heard the expression "flesh it out." Well, ten separate people, Jared. We really got to flesh. Maybe, that maybe out. that's like uh, getting ready for Videodrome. We were going to be fleshing stuff out there. Do you think that movie is ravishing? We'll get there. We're, yeah, we're not talking about video. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the Golden Coach. Of course we are. Of course. So uh, I haven't seen any of these movies that we're going to be okay. talking about. None. I've never even heard of them. These are just like weird little, uh, we'll call them speed bumps on the uh, the road of Criterion <laughs> Mania. Okay. I think I I think yeah. I know how you feel the, the, about these these, these are what we call squash matches in the business. Sure. Yeah. They're sure. about, we're, it's about like, you know, maybe they're good hands. They're going to put us over. We're just gonna, Continues we're, business. We're, we're gonna get. We're gonna do what's for best for business. We're gonna get it out of the yep. way. Um, so yeah, I. I mean, I think that Jean Renoir is a, at best, adequate director. I think okay. that his. I think mm-hmm. his his time his relevance. I guess in terms of like film craft is de- definitely historical, and I don't think sure. is particularly relevant to my tastes anyway the what what i want out of movies he's not he's not giving me he's i'm not finding it in what he's doing in like a lot of the movies we've watched even like his most widely regarded you know a grand illusion which i probably was a lot more generous because that was like our first episode and i figured that's what people wanted uh rules when we cared when we cared rules of the game that was a long time it's been four years rj 
that this this road has been traveled. And this is like yeah. two like fuck. This is four Renoirs in a month. Like, is this is this my life? It is now, unfortunately. So, I was not looking forward to this. Is what I'm saying. We we we, <laughs> we made it. We made a wise decision instead yes. of like pacing yes. ourselves and doing three weeks of this box set. We decided mm-hmm. let's just do it now. Let's get it yep. over with. Let's do it live. Let's do it live, pal. And uh, so we did it. And um, first up was the Golden Coach. Uh, yes. This is a pretty straightforward piece of work. I will say that I think it is my favorite of the three. I think. Okay. There's something about wigs <laughs> that uh i guess like i was i was in the mood for i was into some like powdered white wig action and i kind of liked the the kind of dorky dopey viceroy okay uh, as a character who uh i think the first time you see him he's like his his servants are pouring uh hot water to soak his feet in and he's like oh it's too hot oh there's oh there's something in my eye i like i like i was fine with this trope yeah uh, yeah you know who he reminded me of jared do you ever watch futurama uh yeah do you know hedonism bot Yes. He reminded me of that a little bit with like the the curls and the you know being fed grapes and oh yeah. See that's more of like I think of a, a Fellini and Satyricon. For <laughs> but, hedonism bot? Yeah. Well we'll get there eventually. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean this is exactly what you kind of expect. So the the the, the film actually the worst case was when this movie opens up and there's a goddamn stage and we just got finished talking about this like what a week or two ago about how like nothing kills me more than like really stagey movies sometimes other times i'll watch like you know dogville and that it works great it it, i told like i'm totally into it other times you get henry v other times you get the lower depths yes you do but this movie luckily kind of abandons that fairly quickly the mm-hmm. uh the stage thing but then it kind of comes toward that at the end yeah um like what there's not much depth in this movie comedy like the, the the troupe the actor troupe rolls into town at the same time that the golden coach that the uh the rich asshole who's like whose people are starving who who's who's not taking care of uh business and he's just spending money and he's got different accounts there's the mm-hmm. there's like there's like the public monies and there's his private and he's always like i'm gonna pay for that out of the public uh money <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so the, the 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 troop shows up and uh they're kind of being guard their their security is a former soldier who's like you know he's your good dude yeah he, yeah he's your hero that you're supposed to be rooting for he's not going to take you know kindly to rich assholes or like you know piece of shit innkeepers who are taking too big a cut of the gate mm-hmm. and uh you know they show up there is stuff here that i like that kind of like you know we'll say we'll connect to say something like seven seal where okay. you have the actor troop in that and you i kind of liked seeing how actors kind of live and I think this movie actually has a pretty great depiction of how audiences are horrible. <laughs> and, like, yes. they, they would just be talking over you all the time while you're trying to actually work. Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. the, the, the old man who's, like, kind of the the presenter or narrator. Uh, I loved his outfit. I was thinking, like, man, this would be a really great uh, color uh, palette for or a, or a paint scheme 
for some minis, RJ. And oh, okay. uh, so there, there's things like that. Like the same thing happened with the the leper. Uh, where I was like watching these things and I was like really like oh I'm really into like just like the costumes of these but then you just kind of get into the plot and mm-hmm. you know we have the kind of the the prima donna um, mm-hmm. I guess that's the Anna Magnani character she's like very demanding and like has ex- expectations of like you know quality of accommodation and she's like kind of like the, the big ham of like the stage and stuff like that. And you get to see this like very broad, big style of acting, you know, cause you're supposed to be acting to the back of the audience to keep them all engaged. Mm-hmm. So you, it winds up with sort of like this, like love square where you have Anna Magnani, yep. you have the, the knight who's like, kind of like, well, you know, I'm not just trying to bang her. I can barely even stand her, but they, but he really does care. And she doesn't really appreciate that. And then you've got the, the bull man, Mr. Uh, Bull Slayer, who's like the cocky mm-hmm. dick, who doesn't take no for an answer, and everyone oh. everyone loves this guy, even though he's a real jackass. And then we also have we have money bags. Which one? Well, we uh, the the viceroy, right? He, oh, okay. Yeah, hedonism so, bot. Hedonism bot. So he, yeah. I mean, he's kind of like, ooh, I, I like those gams on display. Mm, I, I like I, I like this. I can and she's poor, and I can snatch her up. And she's like, "I'm mm-hmm. poor, and he's rich. My life will be like taken care of." But man, you don't do you don't do this shit in the 18th century. You're kind of like, no, no, no. This is this is this is some real princess die stuff. You're you're just you're now you're like laying with a sewer rat, an actor, wow. which is always something that like the the lowliness of actors historically is something that's always baffled me where like actors are like down there with sex workers right they're the lowest uh, of the low historically I'm not this is not me this is like okay. this is the whole thing like uh I remember like learning about this like you know in art history and like learning about drama it's like yeah historically speaking actors prostitutes uh like nude models like people who do modeling and stuff like that for actors like they are like the lowest of the low and you don't what deal about with artists actors. oh i mean well it depends on if you if you get on properly then you're kind of viewed as a genius mm-hmm. but but they're, you're also viewed as a person who deals with these people but maybe you have a, you have a temperament to deal with those types okay usually you have like a patreon.com kind of thing going on patreon or only fans maybe a little bit of both i would imagine yeah. i would hope at least yeah. So, because it's a period piece and there's men involved, there's a lot of like talk of duels and like you know fighting it out when they should be hugging it out. Okay. And yeah, uh, yeah there's a duel in almost all of these movies. Yeah, yeah. There's scraps. I, I think there actually is. I correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's just like, will they? Won't they? Who will she wind up with? And we kind of already know how it's all going to work out, I guess, once you put this movie in. Um, and then, yeah, then there's this whole thing about the golden coach. And I guess you could talk about the the class struggle. What <laughs> uh, about magic surrealism? Mm, or is it a metaphor, Jared? Less so. Okay. Less so, I think. Okay. Uh, the best thing about this, though, mm-hmm. was that this, this English dub made mm-hmm. watching this Oh, so easy. It, <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like an idiot saying that, but man, after like have every single fucking thing we've watched lately has just been subtitled. Black and white subtitles? Yeah. And watching this, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I don't even care. I mean, it's this weird like French director, Italian production, but it's set in Peru, mm-hmm. but it's like fake Peru. 
Um, I agree with you, yeah. but there was an issue. I wanted to take some screenshots for the Instagram, and there was no option to put on subtitles because it was dubbed in English. Wow. So, I, so, if you're, if you, so this movie's like a big fuck you to the hard of hearing. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I thought because I think I've actually seen someone else complain about that before on Twitter or something. And they're just like, why the fuck do English movies not have subtitle option on uh, Criterion Channel? You that's, know? yeah. You know? That, uh, it costs money to do I that guess. sort of thing. I mean, a lot of their movies are subtitled. I mean, I'll do it. All they'd have to give me is money. That's it. I'll yeah, do it. You'll do it. Yeah, for not even that much money. Like yeah. 20 bucks, I'll do it. So, you know. Yeah. Anyways, so tell I me about Golden Okay, Coach. well, I mean, that's it. I mean, is that it? Like, do you want to go into the plot of this? Give, give, no, do, that do, is do, the plot. Do, that is literally the plot. There's not much that's to it. get into. Um, yeah. there, there's talk about, like, you, yeah, you got to, like, do something about this coach dude. You got to dump this woman. Because she she's like putting she's not helping with our image. Uh, there's like one good scene I guess that uh, I guess I was like yeah this is why I guess this is the one I like the most with the innkeeper explaining like why they like they had this full house and it's like well why is why is the gate so small why why is there no one paying it's like well poor people have no money uh, the middle class are my friends and I don't want to ask them to pay for this and the rich just don't pay. Mm-hmm. That's just the, not the way it's done. And you're like, so no one pays for anything, but you owe, I'm gonna have to work, we're gonna have to work for you forever to pay yep. you back for accommodations, makes sense, and for traveling here. And it's like, ah, so it's like this catch twenty two kind of situation. Is this a road trip movie? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it fit in there a little no. bit, almost by that description, right? But. Yeah, class systems. You know what I would have preferred though is if they this that's, movie... that's that's something Renoir is all about is class. It is. But I I kind of wish that this movie took place on a train and each descending car train car was a lower class system or something. And I wish that th- there's something about this movie taking place in a basement and upstairs. Oh, and like what would happen in between the floors? Would the lower floor be mutant people in latex? Chuds? chuds people under stairs yeah. like whatever fits into that category so what i'm saying is where is john renoir's chuds i mean that would be a great movie or just simply chud i saw someone put a meme with chuds in it on reddit and i, I was like i feel like they stole that for me yeah because i mean i know chud is a movie that i didn't create but i feel like i'm one of the only people who popularized yeah. popularized it since the simpsons so yeah, this movie's no great shakes, yep. but okay. is fine of of these three movies. But okay. maybe it's because it's the first one of the set, and it, 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 it was in the first two hours, and yeah. so it seemed okay, and it was English. So th- these all assisted in trying to watch these movies. Again, this I think is, that's fair. Yeah, and again for the for the Renoir stands out there. Oh, look, no. look, in the context of this, we're not going out of our way to watch these movies to shit on your favorite movie. This is how Criterion put them in the order. They mm-hmm. they, they got some package deal. They, they, they work through the series. I'm very happy that your movies are on DVD. You can watch them. Oh, and that's the other thing. Like, so Elena and her men, whatever you want to say about that movie, um, it definitely looks the best of the three. 
and these okay. are all in the Criterion Channel. The it looked the the picture is the clearest. Golden Coach and even French Can Can look pretty dog-eared at this point. French Can Can in particular seemed really washed out. It did, but I think there's some other stuff you can take from that. I'll, sure. I'll get to that oh, in a second. P- like painterliness. Yeah, the sets and like sure. the paintings and but, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but what I'm cool. saying though is like I think the picture quality was bad. Like I, 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 I think I, I think the color the colors just look wrong. There was a a point in this movie and the other movie where it's like you could tell at the bottom of uh, there's some uh, deterioration in the yeah. film and like I like that's whatever. It's an old movie. Well, I, well, I mean, I on top of it, these are also old DVDs. Like these are yeah. 2003, 2004, and were probably like amazing for the time, but. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of effort put into restoring these movies. Right. I, I don't know if they're going to be the biggest hot sellers. We'll know what our numbers are like for these episodes for downloads and stuff like that in a little while. And that usually tell, I honestly think that tells the story of like sales a lot of the time are, right. is so that's like some, some, I don't know what you want to call that, uh, back, like background kind of like gives you some data collection, some, right. It's it's meta tags. They should be paying us for that. I'm sure they know. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they know what their sales are like. Hey uh, RJ, what did yeah. you what did you think of the Golden Coach? Uh, Martin Scorsese says it's yeah. one of his best. Yeah, I know that. I knew that. Mar- See, Marty's Marty. You know, he's pretty predictable. Uh, something like yep. you know, when I see the Golden Coach, I go, I bet you this is one of Martin Scorsese's favorite movies, and I go. Sure enough, he's interviewed about it right on the disc. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I'm learning is I don't know if Marty and I have the same taste in movies because he is very old and I am getting there. But there's a big gap between he and I. At least you can agree on his movies for the most part. Oh, yeah, I like his. I, I like how he makes movies. And I'm glad yeah. that he makes the movies that he makes and he doesn't make uh, John Renoir movies. Right, right. So uh, the only reason I brought that up was I watched a supplement for each of these. I watched Martin Scorsese for The Golden Coach. I watched your boy Peter Borgdanovich for The French <laughs> Cantan. Uh, and then I watched Renoir himself on uh, Alina. And he got, I think it was a six minute excerpt. And I think I got 45 screenshots from it because mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll get there. But um, Lots of truth bombs. Yeah, he was he was like I wanted to make a good movie and I did. <laughs> and like he I sent you I sent you some of those. That's those are his own words. Uh so we'll get to Elena. Uh Golden Coach. I have a theory about this box set, Jared. Okay. Uh and I'm stealing one piece uh in French Can Can Peter Bogdanovich. Uh he he said this one, but I think Golden Coach is about theaters. I think the French Can Can is about entertainment. That's what Bog said. Mm-hmm. And I think Elena and her men is about actresses. Okay. And I think as a whole, <laughs> this trilogy is about artists with their heads up their own asses. Okay. Each one of these films. So you, and so you loved ways. it. I am partial to agree with you in a certain way. I think Golden Coach and I think French – so just – letting it out there right now i think golden coach and french can can are somewhat better than <laughs> they they have some decent parts but uh i i golden coach first i was like okay whatever french can can it really started to set in and then when elena and her men came on i was like i can't stand these fucking movies anymore <laughs> uh, and i think it's like yep. it's one of those things 
I know there's a lot of like, so I know what you said where it's like things about seeing how actors live. That is cool. But one thing I don't like very much is this thing where all these movies about filmmakers and, or alternatively think of it like this books about authors, like all the Stephen King books are all about actual authors and stuff. And it's all these people who are like, I don't think they're intentionally trying to put themselves like, it's like, look at how we struggle. And it's like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I, I've had enough of this. I can't stand more movies. About. I it's like, don't look like, at the trials of us theater the, the, actors. See, this is the thing though. It's like this era though, like the way that these movies are being made, like these are made for wide audiences. This, right. this is an era where like you didn't make small little accurate pictures of like what your life's going to be. You're going to be like, Oh, you got to get this asses in seats. We got to tell big, broad stories. And so you're going to they get told in this compromised way mm-hmm. where you're like, um, I mean, we're a long ways away from like Charlie Kaufman adaptation or something like that. Sure. Yeah. And, and like, that's, that's what I mean too. It's like, it's well, it's well trodden ground, but yeah. in these movies, it really stuck out to me where I was just like, especially French can can, but I'll get there. Golden coach. Uh, I think it's okay. Yep. Uh, I'm not a huge fan, nope. but I, as with you, I appreciated that it was in English. Uh, <laughs> Mama Roma is pretty good in this movie. Yep. Uh, so she's good. I actually did kind of dig the idea of this golden coach as like this entity within the film where it's like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta have the coach. It's like a sign of, our society and our culture and like our wealth. And then I was, I was like, it's a character in itself. I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, but then I didn't like, even though it's a little bit more restrained than the other ones, I didn't like that. Like the theater things, as I'm yeah. sure, like you said, you didn't either. And it was one of those things. It's like, ugh, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch that shit. In these movies. I, I, and it's always and it's shitty. It's shitty theater. Like it it's, it's never like good. It doesn't like capture you. Were like, Oh wow. Like this is like, really enrapturing live theater it's like no it's always bad like it never works yeah how did you feel about uh the dc comics villain black mask and his appearance in uh as some of the the child actors in this movie oh shit (laughs) yeah and that scene where they're all eating spaghetti so here's the thing okay so we got the golden coach uh we have these french can cans how how is the red shoes different, right? Because the red shoes is very much sort of like the mm-hmm. kind of probably the most successful version, I guess, of this type of story. But it's one that like I like I'm pretty lukewarm, I think, on red shoes compared to most people. Luke, red, like red, red shoes is oh yeah, lots of people love red shoes. Like they really are into it. They love the look of it, and they're caught into it. But it's never it's never hit me as strongly as that. I mean, it's better than these movies. Yes. Right, with, without question. But I, mm-hmm. I just wonder about that because, yeah, this is like a – this would be like a genre – like, a, you know, someone wrote in about Road Trip earlier mm-hmm. and uh, wrote the Road Trip as a genre. And I kind of wonder about, like, what are the actor movies? Like, what do you th- – I mean, obviously – we and we just talked about Black Swan today yes, too, talking about Aronofsky Perfect. stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this whole thing of, like, artists. And, I mean, I think Black Swan – I mean, it's like this kind of horror movie – that tackles this mm-hmm. idea of like how artists works, but it's like the, the contemporariness of the way that that movie is shot. It feels like lived in and it feels real. And I can like, I've only seen that movie once, but I still have a sense of how that movie feels. Mm-hmm. And I will watching this, these movies feel dated. 
I guess, ultimately. Yeah. And I don't think, like, if it wasn't Jean Renoir's name attached to these, I don't think anyone would be talking about them. I don't think so either. I mean, other than this one, I it's like I said, I think Mama Roma stands out a little bit. Sure. But uh, I think there's some definitely definite notches against it. Uh, the theater stuff... Um, the overall story, it's kind of like whatever. Like, I, I don't know. Dime a dozen. The, yeah, and one of the problems with all three of these two is the main hook for all of them is, like, these pathetic men, like, begging women to sleep with them. And, like, mm-hmm. by the third movie, I really felt it where I was just like, oh. holy fuck. I was like, is this all it's going to be? Is these men is like, come on, let's, let's go. And they're like grinning and like sniffing at, at women. And you're like, oh my God. Sniffing what? Sniffing at them. Gotcha. Like, you know? So like that, like that's present here too. Like the whole thing is just like, I want you. And you're like, all right. All right. I, I know this is 1952 allegedly, but all right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think there's some good stuff. There's a lot of stuff that I was kind of like, oof, oof. Mixed big. Mixed big. French can-can. Yeah. 54. Um, 19th century Paris comes vibrantly alive in Jean Renoir's exhilarating tale of the opening of the world-renowned Moulin Rouge. Jean Mm -hmm. Gabin plays the wily impresario Danglard. (laughs) (laughs) who makes the can-can all the rage while juggling the love of two beautiful women an Egyptian belly dancer and a naive working girl turned can-can star this celebration of life art and the city of light with a cameo by Edith Piaf is a technicolor tour de force by a master of modern cinema wow gag me with a spoon so uh, hey RJ you know that movie Yo. Moulin Rouge? That. Oh, with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I, I, I fucking hate that movie. I don't know if I've ever talked about that. I hate, I don't mo- think that's surprising. Yeah, that movie, I hate, hate it. Okay. It's, it's the shits. Uh, so watching okay. this, starting this French can-can, I was kind of like, well, what is this about? I didn't even know. I had no idea where this was going. All I saw was this, this movie just looked super desaturated to me. Mm-hmm. And then I read something as I was boredly watching. I was like, oh, this is about the Moulin Rouge. Hey, it's Jean Gabin, our, our, the Frenchman himself, who's in every movie we're watching this month, I guess. Okay. Apparently. Yeah. I think he's in next week's movie, too. So, oh, yeah. Fuck. Like, I'm not, right. yeah, it's it's never going to end. So, okay. this movie, I guess if, like, you're really into watching ladies getting their legs up over their heads... And uh, doing like stretches. Uh-huh. Uh This is this may be scratches that particular itch. Scratches a itch. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah. So the, Roger Ebert <laughs> has this yeah. as one of the, his great movies. Yeah, but he, I've said many times, I, Ebert I, doesn't know what the and fuck. I he's have read. About. I read multiple people via Amazon. Oh, and God. letterbox that say this is a masterpiece and is the highlight the the crown jewel of this set and it, how it's like it's amazing and so great that this movie is available bogdanovich said it too yeah i um i don't i don't feel it i don't see it okay and um i i have nothing to say about this 
This, this yeah, I'll help this, you. This is pants. This movie is fucking pants. I'll help you out a little bit here, Jer. So we got the Moulin Rouge. We got Jean Jean Bon. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Borgland or uh, Ganglund? Gangling? Dang, Danglard. <laughs> Danglard. So he is. Oh, Danglard. Danglard. He's like a producer. Yep. Right, a down on his luck producer, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know what? What this town needs is a uh, a re- revitalization. He said, we got to go back to the old classics. We got to go back to the French can can baby because that's what people want. They want something reliable, one of the old shows. So he starts setting it up. He's got his girls. He's got all his dancers. Uh, he's got the. He wants to put on that coochie show. <sighs> That's Jared Duncan at uh, CriterionCreeps.com. Um, he has his, I guess, burlesque dancers, although I use that term a little bit advisedly. Um, so he's got them. And then on the side, we got the young up-and-coming girl that would be played by like a Jennifer Lawrence type. Yeah. Or <laughs> maybe maybe not anymore, but would have been played by a Jennifer Lawrence type. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I'm a good girl. But I want to be bad. And she's like, maybe I will be a can-can. Uh, so she wants to be a can-can dancer. And he's like, I can see you got the spunk and the talent. She hasn't got the spunk yet. Oh, Jared. Man, this episode is... We're, getting, we're, we're almost there. Um, so he's like, come on, girl. But she's with this real boring guy. And, and uh, she's like, I'm going to leave him, even though he's secure. Then... She's being courted to be in the can-can. She's going to do it. But then she's getting courted by new, younger guy, proto-Timothy Chalamont is what I would call him because mm-hmm. that's who it would have been. And it looks like him. I'll take a screenshot. Uh, and he's like, I want you, baby, and I want to get married. And she's like, I love you. And he's like, but you ain't going to be no dancing girl for thousands of men to see. Oh, wow. And so this is where that uh, – Nice guy incel uh, men pathetically begging women to be with comes in for that part because that's right. it. that's the whole story with him. He's just like he's like I love you, this is but this, I will this, never this, marry you. This is this is a story as old as time. I know. Have you seen Coyote Ugly? Same thing. Same thing. Showgirls. Same thing. Uh, so she has a decision whether she's going to do it or not while the show's getting prepared, and then they there's oh there's also an aging starlet which is uh. Oh. Bar- Borglin's, um, uh, like lady, and it cuts to her sometimes. And this move, okay, so when it comes to a head, she has to make a decision, and he confronts her in front of everyone. He says, Listen, honey, he said, You know the reason I don't like what you're doing? He's like, I don't give a shit if you go get married. He's like, But you could have been something, and you wasted it. He's like, I thought you were a good dame. Uh, and then they do the can-can, and everyone laughs, and they go home, and that's the end of the movie, Jeremy. Yeah, you know what? And then you say, hey, I, I could have just watched All About Eve. That's a good movie. That is a good movie. Or you could have watched Coyote Ugly. John Goodman is in that movie. Oh, that's, he's uh, good. He is good. Uh, so that's what happens in this movie. Yeah. Um, you have a few things in this movie just off the bat. There is – I wrote it down. This is where some of the sporadic editing comes in, which is more prevalent in the next movie. But you have a scene where the girls are training for dancing and then it cuts to a three second scene of the aging starlet and a guy is trying to make out with her. It's only three seconds long and then it cuts back to the people dancing. And I wondered to myself, I said, what is the point of that? I don't really understand. So there's a few things like that. 
This movie is also about the artists. Uh, it is about, as Bogdanovich would say, entertainment as a whole, because it's not about the theater. It's about all of it. Uh. His words, not mine. Uh, and then this movie has, I think this movie's got really nice. It's got like some color pops that I thought were really nice, but this movie has, I think one of the most hated characters I've ever I've seen in recent Criterion history, and it is the drama nerd, the turbo nerd guy, mm-hmm. who is like he's like, oh, I'm kind of an artist, and uh, he's like, oh yeah, let me see, and the guy's like, and then he's putting his legs over his head, and he's like, good for you, kid, you got you got what it takes, and uh, that guy, every time that guy's on screen, I couldn't stand it i i don't know if you know what it's like the main acting guy i was like this is the one of the most annoying fucking people i've ever seen in my life uh so this movie is up its own ass like all three of them are about entertainment uh i hate the drama guy this movie is all about just drama nerds and i i can't stand that uh but it's got nice sets mm-hmm. it's got some cool color uh that's one thing that i i, I really want to stress is the sets are really nice okay I thought at least like, and apparently uh, as Bog told me, this was filmed entirely in a sound studio. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> so uh, it's not, it's not the, I guess it's not the 19th century anymore. It's not, it's not uh, the French countryside or anything like no. that, but uh, the, this, the, the city of lights. Sitting in lights. Um, but yeah, I really like the sets and the production in that sense. But well, I mean, other than the, that, the, the art director is... was uh, another than Max Doy. Doy. Uh, so, anyways, that's French can. French can can. I understand your your un- lack of interest because it's not an interesting movie, and no. that's where it really started to set in with me. Uh, about twenty minutes into this movie, I went, "Oh, here it comes. The next two hours are not going to be good." Yeah. For between this and the next one, so I don't know if you have anything to add on my words. Not really. Um. Okay. So again like we could talk about the i I think this movie just doesn't look this is not a good restoration so uh old Truffaut, he he called this a milestone in the history of color of cinema uh i mean i i actually i do think there's good color elements in this movie yeah i mean yeah there's like i guess like so yeah uh renoir's father was a painter Okay, that's uh, cool. Pierre Auguste uh, Renoir. He was an impressionist, which were the dudes who were coming up in this period of time, and during the Moulin Rouge. Um, is that good? Is is that make does that does that make things more interesting? No, could be. Doesn't make for a better movie. Yeah, not at all. Anyways, <sighs> done and done. Done and done. Uh, and then, like, kind of like the the bullet in the head. Yep. Elena and Her Men from 1956, a movie that Jean Renoir himself was like, yeah, that didn't work out. Yeah, I'll tell you more about that. And that's and that's included and it's concluded for the sake of completion. It yeah, it's and it's like an introduction to the movie pretty much and he's just yeah. like, you know, I wanted to make a comedy with Ingrid Bergman. It didn't really work. Most of this movie is improv and most of this movie doesn't make sense. And he said, I tried to make a good movie, but it didn't happen. And then you, that's the intro to the movie and you go, Oh, 
Cool. I'm so excited to watch this this movie that you have, Criterion Collection. The synopsis from Criterion Collection. Set amid the military maneuvers and Quator's Juliet carnivals of the turn of the century France, Jean Renoir's delirious romantic comedy, Elena and her men, stars a radiant Ingrid Bergman as a beautiful but impoverished Polish princess who drives men of all stations to fits of desperate love. When wow. Elena uh, elicits the fascination of a famous general, she finds herself at the center of romantic machinations and political scheming w- with the hearts of several men, as well as the future of France in her hands. Huge. Did you know, Jerry, that this was a loosely true story of a coup d'etat? A coup, in the a coup d'etat? In the Europe region, and they wanted it had a weird ending where, when the coup d'état was not going to work, the general went to his lover's grave and shot himself, and that's the movie Renoir wanted to make. But then, after discovering that that man had living relatives, Renoir said, "I don't want to do that because maybe they won't like. They, maybe those living people will think that this is embarrassing, and I don't want to do it to them." Do you think he exclaimed, "Sacre bleu"? Sacre bleu. So then what they did was they said, we we had loose elements of that story, and then we improved it. Do you, do you find that's the case? What? I don't know. What, what do you think about uh, Elaine? I don't know, man. Boy, um, what do I think of this the fucking thing? I kind of had this on while I was painting minis. Sure and and uh, the, the gist of this is like it's a it's a it's a comedy. It's a real thing about like lusty dudes literally chasing women around, just wanting a little bit of action. And they're like, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no, I want to get some. And that's the movie for yep. uh, for like ninety five minutes. So it's the shortest of the three. Uh, of course, it's also uh, subtitles and exhausting. And you like just like what what is this? Why is this a movie? Like I was, sure. I think back to like something like um, the importance of being earnest, which I feel like kind of covers the same kind of ground. But at least yep. it's got like like you know fantastic Oscar Wilde writing and dialogue. Uh yeah, yep. And this doesn't have that. This just seems what? like a movie that was made to exist. And no one ever needs to watch it because, I mean, they make shit like this in 2020, the exact same mm-hmm. type of movie, and no one gives a fuck about those either. But I guess yep. no John Renoir, the equivalent, you know, it's not like Steven Spielberg <laughs> is directing, like, Hallmark movies, and people are like, oh, man, you got to check out this one. He could eventually. He, he could, might get there. He, I mean, and, and this is his Twilight. <laughs> How old is Spielberg? Like, 80? Seventy mm, two? He's probably getting in there. He's one yeah. he's like the, on the younger side of like a Scorsese, but mm. who do you think's the oldest guy ever? Um well that would have been uh Kirk Douglas, R. A. P. <laughs> True. True. It's up to for debate of whether he really died or not. I still don't I still don't really understand how he was alive to no. begin with. Well, I mean Godard's still going. We, Allegedly. Don't worry, buddy. We've got you in our uh, crosshairs. It's only a matter. Well, it's only a matter of time. When's the next Godard in like six months or so? Well, we just got off of one, and he survived then too. Well, for now. 
for now. Anyways, what were you talking about this movie? Fuck, who cares? <laughs> who cares about who cares about this shit? Okay, here's the thing about this movie. This is the one I said was about actresses and because this is just about Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. That's all this movie is about. Uh-huh. And Renoir himself said, he's like, when we couldn't make the movie we wanted, he's like, I decided I'll just make a movie with her and try to put her in comedic elements. Oh. And then it was like, and she, he was like, she had really good moments, but this movie itself doesn't really do anything. Wow. And uh, <laughs> I think this movie is all over the fucking place. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It is the definition of all three of these where it's men just begging women to be with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one uh, has the added insult of uh, slapstick comedy and like other comedic elements that just like none of it is like I know we talk about comedy being like dated and like sometimes I can see like here's a good example. The bank dick, which I think is older than this movie. Oh, yeah. The bank dick. I, I got some some. uh some joy out of that i thought yep. bank dick was fine this movie i watched and i was like none of this is humorous nope. none of this means anything nope. this is a real piece of shit yeah i mean it's just kind of like what he's like what is this people give armageddon a hard time Ugh, not comp- they've never seen elena and her men and they never would because no yeah. one because no one's no one even when they get this box set they're not yeah. watching this, probably. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they'll get for the first one. They might watch the second, and then they'll be like, "I'll get around to that one day." I've got box sets like that all over my shelves, where I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll get around to watching those deeper cuts." And you're like, "This is this is deep cut stuff," and you're just like, "Yeah, that movie's in the collection." And we're 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 the poor fuckers who have to watch it, and apparently have to talk about. It. But it's like these are just like this is a dumbest shit comedy. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Ingrid Bergman's in it, and she looks great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally. I think that's shit. the only thing people can say about this movie. Yeah, like Ingrid well, Bergman. It's like that's not enough, guys. That's that's it. Like, I mean, fuck, I don't give a shit about actresses in these movies. Like, oh yeah, there's no. like some dudes who are like, like, oh, I gotta watch all of Audrey Hepburn's movies, even the bad ones, because I think she's so great. And it's like I don't care. Like, I want to watch. I want to watch. There's like life's too short to watch shit. Because they're like, oh yeah, I'm really like I'm really into this actor. It's like, Who do you simp for, Jarrett? No one. Minifigs? Minifigs? What? Would, huh? would you, if there was a movie about minifigs, would you, no. would that be the thing no. you'd simp for? No. No? No. I better tear up that screenplay I just wrote, I guess. Yeah, sorry, buddy. There's no market for it. <laughs> oh, there's, there's some Warhammer 40K guy is going to be all over that. I can tell. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so if this was a, uh, as you put it, the Renoir trilogy, um, was a ex- grueling experience to say the least. And uh, I don't know if I said this to you, but uh, I watched all three of these movies in the same day. Yeah, that was that was a mistake. I know it was a mistake. It wasn't one I wanted to do, but it was it was literally the only free day I had all week. And I was like, I just got to burn, burn through them. I watched I got... one of these in the afternoon, one the next day in the afternoon, and then one late in the evening. And uh, it, it wouldn't have changed anything really. No, these are, uh, it's a real turd, this box set. Yeah, this is, uh, true skippable stuff, I think. Like, there's, there's, I don't know, unless you are a John Renoir fan mm-hmm. that's, like, really invested in this, I, I just don't see why you'd watch them. I'd like all those people who think, uh, 
Criterion is completely infallible to. Oh, that's bullshit. Like that's not. That's not. Yeah, yep. that's not. Yeah, but those people exist, and I, I would just like them to watch this, and then maybe my Meteor and Magic Flute, maybe Shitsopolis, <laughs> maybe Henry V. And then, and then come back, and then they can let us know if they still think that uh, Criterion is a uh, this golden calf that uh, cannot be cannot be folly. So, bad bad movies, Jared. Well, yeah. You want to hear about who hates these movies? Uh, other than us, of course. All right then. First up, the Golden Coach. Okay. Kath Go, half a star for the Golden Coach. This is a very boring film. I had to watch it in installments, like taking medicine. The director, Renoir, indulges in the lavish sets and colors and costumes and seems to regard the story as entirely dispensable, something that can be put off indefinitely in the service of showcasing the stupid period music or the low-budget sets or the beautiful golden coach of the title. Stills from the film might look like Kiss Me, Kate, really beautiful, but don't be fooled. There is nothing of any entertainment value here. Wow. This person's telling it like it is, Jared. Kath Go loves old movies for the timeless glamour high fashion smart doll uh smart dialogue and just desserts brackets Hayes code was okay by me i also like desserts my all-time favorite actors are irene dunn and uh greer garson man if that person's taking a dump on this well exactly this person all they watch is old movies their favorites are come uh together again by uh, 1944 and Random Harvest from 1942. All their f- half star movies are old movies. All their five star movies are old movies, except for that uh, cat documentary, Kitty. They gave five stars, so that's pretty cool. And this is the one that I like the most. <sighs> well, I mean, Cath Go is on the right side, I guess. Uh, then for one star, Chris, not my kind of movie. Do you know what? Is Chris this kind of movie? I, I would love to know. Santan Tango. Nah, there you go, buddy. Do you think that's ac- accurate or? They could. They just gave they just gave Pepe Lachit uh, three stars. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, got you, you fuckers. For, uh, I'm looking at you, Sam Sanchez. Jean Gobain. Jean Gobain. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. Okay, I don't believe this person at all. Here are some five star films, Jared. Santan Tango, Decalogue, Workmeister Harmonies, Showa. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, those are all like, those are in the nebula. I I know they are, but at the same time, I feel like that's too easy. You know, it's too easy. Next, French Can Can. All right. Um, are the lowest review for this movie from uh, Creeps alum Jared Berger. Hmm. Two stars. Charming. Ooh. Uh, I, I question now, if how, this how, is how a do, real guy. Now, now how do you re- you read this? Is charming. Sarcastically? Char- or just refer, refer to it as, eh, it's charming. I think he's probably being truthful. Okay. Jared Berger's favorite films include War and Peace, Brazil, Come and See, Eight and a Half. What are some other half-star films? Ooh, House of a Thousand Corpses, one of your faves. Hell yeah. Yeah. No. Interesting stuff, Jared Berger. Yeah. Uh, then for two stars as well from Raul uh, Adumisameli. Terrific. You nailed it. <laughs> the Sap. The Sap. 
unfortunate there wasn't a gun at hand. I might have suffered the same fate as the prince. Renoir apparently wanted to make a film that connects with the widest possible audience, and it is obvious. This is a master class in how to make a middling film. I better leave Renoir to the masters, the people who really admire him. Uh, Jarrett? Yes? Do you think five stars is an accurate rating for Clerks 2? Yeah, probably. Okay. I haven't seen it. I have. Oh, well, what do you think? No. No. Uh, these ratings are all over the place. In their bio, they say favorite films, films include La La Land, Lady Bird, Jackie, and The Guest. So take it as, as it is. I shall. And finally, Elena and her men. Ooh, baby. What do we got that? Oh, look at this. Creeps alumni. Oh, no. Smash the TV. Oh, wow. One star. Oh, look, these reviews are all from the last week. It's like they were watching oh. along with us and suffering. Wow. That's pretty so, special. Smash the TV rights. I have never mm-hmm. wanted to quit the Criterion Collection until now. <laughs> At least Brackage was something different. Spending three nights this week watching terrible French films about hetero, cis, rich <laughs> white people is not how I want to spend my time. Who gives a shit about these people? True. Very true. But... I got to say, Smash the TV, Oliver Granger's got Sully in his favorite films. Five stars to La Dolce Vita. More like La Dolce shit. Am I right, Jared? No. So, you know, whatever. And Ruben Barbosa. Uh-huh. Oh, that that's a, a Creeps alum as well. Uh, yes, it is. In, a, in, a, in one form or another. Two stars. Uh-huh. This movie makes smiles of a summer night look like the leopard. Herpa, derpa, derpa, derp. <laughs> but no, nice. seriously, why the fuck is this movie in the Criterion Collection? And why was this movie added before Seconds, Sweet Smell of Success, and Come and See? I guess Criterion really likes boring French costume dramas made by has-been directors. Or maybe yep. Criterion is legally obligated to add the bottom barrel crap of a director's career after they add the only two good movies they ever made. There's nothing notable to say about Atlanta and her men. It's only been a day since I've seen it and I've already forgotten the whole thing. It's just True. a crappier version of Rules of the Game. So why wouldn't you just watch Rules of the Game instead? I think that's a very fair assessment. Very fair. I got to say... I've been liking that uh, all these people who are following following along, uh, they they said the same stuff we did, and uh, they didn't even know what our opinions were. So uh, we're right there. The only bad thing about Ruben Barbosa is that they just gave Porky's two and a half stars, <laughs> and I think Porky's uh, is a pretty good show. Uh, you know, comedy it's, it's, uh, it doesn't translate sometimes. You seen Porky's, Jer? I have not. You should. I, should. I, I would love to hear I, what you think about Porky's. I don't think you do. Uh, well, I mean, that remains to be determined. <sighs> well, good stuff. We survived, I guess. Yeah, we did. In, we're intact. Yep. For now. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. Um, just wiping, wiping herself off, and uh-huh. uh, moving on forward. Yes. Yes, sir. I think. Yes, sir. Okay. Any last thoughts on the stage and spectacle before we uh, resign it to the dustbin of 
audio format catalog archive that some will listen to my last thought is that this is truly an example of why of mistakes of mistakes why this brand cannot be trusted (laughs) where is our endorsement criterion give it to us uh-huh oh boy oh boy after the break RJ is interviewed at 79 years old, asked about this very episode. This, and when this is now, these movies are more well regarded than ever in like, I don't know, 2082. And he'll say, We try to make a good podcast. And then in the last dying breath, who gives a shit? Time for the spectacle, time for the show. The lights are bright and the colors glow. I'm not just any pony, I think you know. The time is now, it's about to go. RJ, do you give a shit? Hardly ever. I gotta say. Sometimes. What gets you out of bed? Churros. Hey, hey, you never mentioned uh, that old picture of me that you commented on on Instagram. <laughs> it, got, it got me, man. I, 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 I looked at that way too much. I was just like really like hung up on it. It's pretty good. It's, hey? little, it's, it's upsetting. <laughs> sure. You know what else is upsetting? Huh. We have an OnlyFans. We have a Patreon. We have a toilet. We have a Tumblr. We are on iTunes. Stitcher. Uh, SoundCloud. YouTube. Amazon Prime. We're on Netflix. We're on Shutter. We're on Crave. We're on Twitter. We're on Letterboxd. What's he? Jarrett Duncan. I'm Barnloaf. Or Garrett. He's Garrett Duncan. Check him out. He's got some good reviews. Uh, what were you going to say? Um, I, I, that's, that sounds fine to me. Okay. And you can email us at criteriancruise at gmail.com. Sure you can. And tell us if about you, churros. You could tell us about that, or you can tell us if you're a gorky guy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Next week. Yeah. Spine 245. Sure. We survived, or have we? Another French movie, RJ. Port of Shadows, directed by Marcel Carnier from 1938. Is that good? Can't be worse, right? We're at a bottom, to to be very honest. This is uh, a hell a hell of a run we've been on yeah I, like i've said this is like all i don't own any of these movies like i don't i don't own them like usually yeah. i have like every couple i own something mm-hmm. this is like 10 or 12 i don't i didn't buy any of this stuff what does that tell you pal tell, tells me a lot yeah tells you I'll the, be very honest. the whole the whole enchilada the which one the enchilada do you do you eat it with a fork and knife, or like, do you just dig in into the sauce with your fingers? Oh no, gross, dude! Never, oh, you no. ask? No, 
You gotta ask. Nah, son. Alright, that's fine. Well, goodbye? Forever. Oh, until next week. Happy birthday, Sam Sanchez. Yeah!